Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tennessee Twos Disc Golf Podcast. I don't even know what episode this is anymore, but I will apologize. Two five. Uh, I will apologize. I'm sorry we didn't have an episode last week. Um, Your boy over there was in, you know, Disney, and he didn't invite me, and I'm still upset about it. We're not. We're not going to talk about it anymore. Okay. I'm just. I'm. I'm too upset. Too upset. But anyways, thank you guys so much for joining us. If you are listening at a later time, just a reminder, we do go live every Tuesday night, anywhere around 7, 7.30 Eastern time. Um, we appreciate you guys listening, but if you ever want to get in on the action, comment, talk to us directly, interact with the uh, the stream that we do live. It's on Facebook. Um, other than that, Ethan, take it away. Yep. Well, we are lucky enough to be joined by Mr. Josh Hofstra of Lone Star Discs. He is the marketing and business development and more. Hashtag more. Uh, Jack of all trades. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to give the floor to Josh just a little bit. Kind of let him introduce himself. Yeah, guys. Uh, my name is Josh Hofstra, as you heard. I'm glad you pronounced my last name correctly. For some reason, that's that no. is that's a hard thing for people to do because there's not two Fs. There's just one. So they're like, Hofstra? Uh, I am the uh, sales and business development, marketing, sales, business development. I call myself the front half of the mullet for Lone Star Discs. So um, for those of you that are familiar with the brand, you've seen me in our one-minute overview clips. You've seen our live Facebook updates. And you've seen me working our boots out at Texas States Belton and all the other awesome events that we have uh, helped out at. Uh, Lone Star Disc is a Texas-based manufacturer. So we make everything out of our facility in Conroe, Texas. What that means is... We get the plastic in, we mold the plastic ourselves with the designs of the molds that we make ourselves, and it ships out the door to you all across the United States. So we're your one-stop shop for everything Texas-made plastic. Well, let me just go ahead and tell you, that was a commercial right there. Somebody needed to clip it. We'll <laughs> clip, clip it and it, ship it, Chad. We'll clip it and ship it. So, yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. It seems like you've done that a few times. I am somewhat of a personality, so. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what we're wanting. Um, so Josh is going to be joining us for the entire podcast that yes. we're super excited to have you. Um, we are going to start off, um, covering the Portland open. We will then get into many much questions about Lone Star because <laughs> I'm super excited. Um, but Daniel, uh, do you manage to happen, happen to manage to have... <laughs> Uh, you disc pulled up. You want to go ahead and cover some of those? Of course, those? I do. I know you. You know do. me and my thirty windows. <laughs> I always have open on my second monitor. Exactly. Well, you have to. If you yeah. don't have, if you don't have less than thirty windows, what's the point? Yeah. What are you What are you doing with your life, right? Right. <laughs> right. It's not called Windows Ten for a reason. Well, in fact, I already have you disc open, so I'm ready to follow along when you are. I mean, we're all, all right. there. Let's go. <laughs> right. well, everybody, please open up to page thirty-one of you disc. <laughs> I don't even know if it goes to thirty-one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right we're gonna start with fpo uh first thing i'm gonna say is for anybody who follows me on twitter you might have noticed i did not tweet anything about valerie winning congratulations to winning i'm sorry i didn't tweet about you winning you deserved it but i was out playing disc golf with my wife all afternoon and i wasn't anywhere even near my phone and, or using my phone when you won it was a huge disservice i apologize but uh valerie made me eat my words I said earlier this season after after Waco that I didn't think she was going to win in another another Elite Series event this year. I knew she was going to win more, but I didn't think it was going to be this year. 
Um, she absolutely dominated the field out there in Portland, winning by nine strokes with a total of 20 down over the weekend, beating the second place contender Owen Scoggins, who had an 11 down and Katrina coming in third, Katrina Allen with a 10 down. A few other people down there tied at fourth, including Missy Page and Rebecca Cox, and then a couple notable names, Kat Merch, uh, Maria Oliva, Juliana Corver, Natalie Ryan, and all of them placed in the top 10 as well. So congratulations on some good performances out there, but really, Valerie, wow. Yeah. What a performance. Was, I mean, wire to wire, really. It was, it was one of the more dominant showcasing we've seen from someone not named Paige. I mean, on it, yeah, I think that, that was the biggest thing is as you're watching, I think it was day two coverage. We're all sitting there. We actually bought a, like a 60 plus inch screen TV for what I call the war room at Lone yeah. Star, which is where all of our desks are situated. We bought a TV literally just to watch disc golf network while that's happening. And the second day you're just watching Valerie, like pull away from the rest of the girls. You're like, all right, like, let's see how yeah. this is going to go. Cause she was on fire. She really was. Her putting was on fire. She was driving amazing. Her upshots was crisp and clean. Like She just had everything put together for this tournament, and she looked ready and capable of taking down anyone at that tournament. Um, however, she did. Um, I was on the opposite spectrum of Daniel's bet, where he said that she wouldn't get a win. I said she would get two more wins. So... It's going to be a tough pull. It is, but that is what I said. Um, so we're halfway there. I mean, it's, it's, it's potential. Keep in um, mind, a lot of these FPO players and MPO players are pulling out for personal reasons, whether it's injury or uh, mental breaks. And so yep. it, I say this about everybody. So we have several pros that, that are out on tour right now. Any one of these players are good enough to win on any given Sunday. Absolutely. And the fact that she's done it twice in double i think it's the the second time it's her second time winning and i think she also had double digit like yes. pullaways so yep. yeah uh she any given sunday anybody can win it she's got it right now for sure yeah she she definitely can um speaking about you know two wins jump over to mpo i mean all right what what simon a battle Lazard. <laughs> what a battle uh simon Lazard. Negative 34 for the entire weekend. Shot a seven down on the final day. Wasn't necessarily his best performance of the entire weekend, but it was very solid and competitive. However, Double G gave him a great run for his money. Uh, we'll get back to that in a little bit, but I also want to call out Isaac Robinson, who had a fantastic performance, um, having the hot round of the day, first day out. And really stuck around, wasn't good enough to win, but he was definitely a thorn in the side of a lot of players out there. Mm -hmm. um, really impressed with that performance. If you guys didn't notice, a little bit sneaky back there, just missing the podium was Gannon Burr, continuing not necessarily to be the hottest player on tour, but definitely continuing to surprise us. Yes, he is very consistent at surprising us. Uh, yeah. I, it's not gonna be too much longer before it's not a surprise anymore well this you know? is a i think it was so again i just recently got back on twitter i've been working with lone star's twitter account and uh there's a another organization called green splatter they do a bunch of little you know puff piece articles whatever so he literally had a little dispute with them earlier yes on twitter. And so you, you <laughs> go dispute. Gannon Burr. it wasn't dispute okay 
He's the prime example, though. Ganon Burr is the prime example of a kid. Kid, right? He's a kid now. He will still be young in 10 years. So with the sport evolving as fast as it is, he will still be younger than a Paul Macbeth or a Simon Lazar. Yeah. Uh, and that's mind-blowing, right? You think it is. He could, he could really dominate the next 10 years. So it's super cool to see. That's an absolutely wild to uh, consider that. Speaking of ye old Paul Macbeth, he was in the running. He was. And, you know, one of the things that we had been talking about the last couple of uh, podcasts is that um, Paul has been dealing with some sort of injury and obviously consistently underperforming. And we got a little more information into that. If you guys missed it during the live broadcasts, they actually talked about Paul talking about some of the things that he's been dealing with lately, specifically his release and his inability to throw the disc how he's used to. And it wasn't in relation to an injury specifically, but they talked about how he was throwing it with a little bit more hyzer than he's used to. He's obviously modified his form and he's trying to get his form back on point. Now, one of the things I want to talk about with that is this is a really big thing for me because we've talked so much about all these players who are having injuries and a lot of these players that are finally accepting it's time to take a break and take care of their bodies. And what I personally believe 100% speculation here. Paul Macbeth is dealing with remnants of the injury that maybe it's not hurting him anymore. Mm -hmm. But when you play through injuries, you compensate somewhere. If a part of your body is not functioning properly, that means you have to overexert from another part of your body. That means you change your form. That means you're going to throw differently. You're going to do whatever you can to make up for the deficiencies of that part of your body. And he's now paying the price for it because he cannot use the form that he did at the beginning of the season. I think you're right, but I also think, and you brought it up earlier, Isaac Robinson being the thorn in his side. You see the eight that he took on 14. Watching yeah. that coverage over again on Jomez, you see him, he just duffs it twice. Double OB, the third one. Mm -hmm. I, I think the third one either went OB or just left him in not a great position. You just go, there's a guy here that's matching you. Isaac Robinson, Robinson the hole before, smashes a tree right off the tee pad and then immediately throws <laughs> the greatest close like in between four or five big trees the greatest upshot right yeah, i think it was a, it was great they're like i was like 800 feet i was like i don't know how <laughs> I, like, I don't even know how that's possible but um that was amazing and i think that's also he's never been a head games guy we all know paul's super under control yes but when it's wet you're having problems with your release and then you're sitting here and and you're in contention. You're fighting over third place, right? Right. I, I think that was also a huge factor in that. I, yeah. It definitely could be. One of the things I can say I definitely did notice this week, though, out of Paul, is that his power is returning. Um, he was yes. throwing the disc distances that he was not getting out of his past few tournaments, and it was pretty obvious. But you could tell that now that he's adding that extra power again, his release is off, specifically his angle control. He does not have good angle control right now, which is exactly that second OB you're talking about is he flipped it over too much to the right. And 100%. a little bit, I mean, he kind of says like, you know, in the coverage, he kind of says, no, come on, man, what are you doing? Like as if his disc wasn't supposed to do that. But when you really look at it and what happened is he clearly released it on too much Anheuser. I mean, yeah. he turned it over too much and then the wind did not help it. Sure. Yeah. But that is an obvious sign that, his, he is still trying to readjust from recovering from an injury where he adjusted his game to play through. Did yep. he play a couple of great rounds throughout that injury that were very impressive? 
absolutely he did but he's paying the price now and now he has to completely recenter his game and figure it out if he wants to be competitive again this season yeah i agree i just don't see him slowing down i i think something would yeah. have to force him to slow down uh, literally absolutely. if you look at if you look at his his entire last day i point over here like you guys can see do you see oh, this we, um we can see yeah, it. it's right here that's, um, that's i'm looking too <laughs> you look at all the birdies he had he had one bogey one bogey the entire so say he's finding an injury paul Macbeth is still insanely deadly he's got all yes. these birdies and the one right is that quadruple bogey the right. one quadruple bogey still lands him tied for fifth yeah that's in yeah. then the field's stacked right the field is absolutely stacked so it's not like it was like no. oh it's like some random a tier that you know a couple of people showed up no he's still deadly even though you're yep. an injured yep. like that absolutely so. but but my my point with all of that is, can you imagine if he had just said, okay, you know what, I'm hurt, and he got after Champions Cup, and he said, I'm just going to take a break for a couple of weeks, and he came back, and after, you know, two or two events or so, he probably would have missed for the injury, and then he doesn't change his throwing form. He goes back to how he was throwing before, which was looking dominant from Waco, Memorial, everything that he was doing was looking beautiful. And instead of changing your throwing form to play less than what you usually are, miss a couple of events. Can you imagine how dominant he could have been at some of yeah. these other events? Well, like, it, I'm, so, could have. I'm so proud of Ricky for accepting that it was time to just take a step back and heal up the body and get it under control before coming back. Because I, and I think everybody would agree with me, I would rather see 100% Ricky 75% of the events than 75% Ricky at 100% of the events. Right. I agree. One thing that is kind of odd, though, for this this time of year, I guess, is oh, the 1050 boys are just not there. You know, it like Eagle's hurt. Ricky's hurt. Paul's mm -hmm. probably still hurt, but he's not playing to the 1050 level. And Chris is still in Tennessee. You know, yeah. he, he's he's still here. So it opens the door for all of these other players to really shine through and to make notable appearances. Um, right. Someone like Isaac Robinson, and I am not taking anything away from him because he played phenomenal. Um, but you know it has to be a little bit of a mind shift when you know that four out of the top four players are either not playing well or not there. You know, oh, yeah. that's that's got to be monumental saying, I can take this down. Well, I also it's want you to think of it this way, too. Uh, one of the things that we've been finding as a new company ourselves, right? So we've only been around since 2019. Um, we have new players that are out on tour where it's their first or second year on tour. Yeah. Uh, I want to shine some light on Tied for 21st Chandler, Chandler Kramer. He's our designated forehand bomber right this guy freaking hucks a disc and right. he's tied with kevin jones he's tied with the guys yeah. where last year you're kyle klein's your kevin jones's right we were like these guys are gods among men they're the best people out there and chandler's first year out on tour he's tying with them so i think as the sport is growing as social media is getting bigger with disc golf you're getting a lot of that that raw talent that's coming out of the woodwork and going Oh, I'm I'm here. I've only been playing for you know two years, three years, whatever it is, and I think I can compete with you guys at the highest level. Now, yes, 
having, you know, your Chris Dickerson's, whatever, that might move them around certain places. But again, any given Sunday, man, any one of these guys are playing can take it home. Right. All right. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about Simon and Garrett in a minute, but I'm going to bring in chat for a second. I've uh, opened up chat and pinned comments to make sure that you guys are seeing. Um, And we've got a question here. Uh, We've got uh, Bob. I'm going to butcher this last name, but Flyder. Flater? Yep, Robert Flater. Flater. Ah, it was close. Flater was was not bad. If there's Uh, any names of the guys on our team, I'll help you out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Bob Flater, uh, he asks, um, do you see any Lone Star disc getting into some of the big pros bags in the future? Uh, He mentions he's taken Lone Star to the NADGT. Really awesome to hear that. Uh, While up here in Ogden, Utah, visiting um, my daughter in Dakota, whose bag is now Lone Star. Go, Go team, team Lone Star. Yes, thanks, man. Appreciate you, Robert. Yeah, he's one of our man. That guy, truly one of the people that you could ask for the shirt off of his back, and he would give it to you. He's already in the process of taking it off, as you're asking, right? right? <laughs> um, so the answer to that question is yes. We're actually working with some pretty high level pros. Um, one of our bigger sources has been working with companies um, that have access to pros like this that are looking for contracts. Uh, I don't know if, to put it in perspective, in January, we had eight molds. We are now about to release our 20th and 21st mold. Yeah, that's that's insane. That's that's one of the things I'm so excited about. We we will get to that. Yes, (laughs) yes. So the amount of growth that we've had this year is astonishing, right? We went from 800 likes on Facebook to we're about to hit 7,000 likes in just six months. Uh, so the amount of the, the yeah the amount of growth in not only our sales market um our our social media the awareness of our brand obviously working with awesome guys like you guys over the podcast um, having the ability to come on and talk about it is truly truly helping bring in a lot of those big names and they go hey you care a lot more about disc golf than i've seen some of these other manufacturers care about it and hey you know you watch live coverage you're passionate about disc golf and you want to mm-hmm. see it improve um truly truly we love the sport of disc golf and we want to bring it to a professional level and we want to make the best discs on the market for the best players out there in the world and for players like me who are not going to be but at least <laughs> be the face of that process right yeah. um so to answer robert's question there are already molds in some of the top players in the bag top players there's already molds in their bag out there right now that are made by lone star Mm-hmm. Do you have any particular names we could drop at all? Like specifically, I would imagine there's at least one or two mixed bag players. Yeah, that have so a mold. There is assume. one. Yeah, yeah, there is one player that has a mold. I'm not going to talk about it because I can't. Right? Okay, fair enough. Um, but there's a there is a player out there who is in the top. I'll make it broad. He's in the top 25. Who's been throwing a disc on coverage? that is produced at Lone Star Disc, which is a mm. super exciting to see. Um, we're working with a lot of other avenues and ways to try and make that uh, more of a reality. Because obviously, even if you go into, say, like a U-Disc and you go, I'm going to mark my drive, right? I threw it 400 feet. Great. Lone Star yeah. Disc isn't in U-Disc yet because we are such a new company, right? Right, right. Um, and we're expanding at such a rapid rate that it's like every day is like 10 new things that I'm doing where it's getting involved with U-Disc or setting up for a big A-tier tournament or doing any of that stuff. So. I'm super excited for the future. 2023, y'all have got to watch out because we are going to hit the ground running when it comes to pros, pro tour, uh, 
nice. in the bags, all that stuff. Or you so can hit the ground awesome. rolling like you're balled up like an armadillo. That's true. Yeah. What's no. funny is you, who would think who would think that a one speed disc would actually make a great roller? Right. Right. We we the first time that we threw it, we made it in that Victor plastic that floats in water. Yeah. The first time we threw like a roller line with it, like oh, haha, watch this. It's like a tire. It, it went for straight. forever. Yeah. It's just, it just like goes so straight. Yeah. It's like all right, like it flies super straight in the air yeah. and on a roller. I guess that works. So. Well, I mean, Jeremy Coling talks about it all the time. He's like, you guys forget, like. The room of error, the margin for error when you throw lower speed discs in a roller fashion, it's so much greater yeah. because the, di- the the edge is so much more blunt that you have the opportunity to throw it down. And then, you know, it's not like a wide rim driver where you've got this little pinpoint that's hitting the ground. Yep. And if it's off angle just even a little bit, it's not going where you're telling it. That's, that's you know, the story of it is. Bob's out here saying, did they not see the armadillo shot? And uh, <laughs> I can oh. say that I did, but I couldn't say that I remember actually who threw so it. Or... <laughs> we, had a, we had one of our pros, he competes in MP40 or MPO, whichever one's more open, right? Because right. nowadays it's hard to just get into a tournament, let alone play where you actually want to play. <laughs> right, which is so, good, but also tough. Yeah, yeah so he's, he was super happy turning 40 this year. He's like, yes, he's like, I get to like, play I, MP40. He if said, MPO's I got two full. shots. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's actually at Music City Open, and he's got to be, I don't know, 100 to 150 he's far out right and he's stuck in between trees and he just kind of sails it out there throws it flat lets it kind of come up and it just crashes into the basket and you're just like okay uh yeah that's that's what a one speed disc should be for and in fact another twitter conversation we got into today was um you know oh is is this one speed disc over you know is this overhyped or is that overhyped um we get the our armadillo compared to a berg all the time Right. Which I think is hilarious because they're two completely different discs in the way that they fly. A Berg, you can pretty much just throw as hard as you want. It's always going to go left and it's just going to sit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You can have touch with it, but touch isn't really like required. Whereas an Armadillo rewards a player who has touch. Leah Sinagini, our, she's our touring FPO player. Leah Sinagini, I love the Armadillo. She made me fall in love with the armadillo even more, watching her do these like big Annie flick shots where it's like following this line and doing anything that she tells it to, because she knows how to manipulate the disc that way. She was a, um, she's actually a killer out there on the ultimate course. Yeah. I think it was the Atlanta yeah. Soul that she used to play for, and uh, she actually, I think she played two games this year with them. And uh, though it's not the the ability that you can use a one speed disc for so many versatile shots, people underestimate. Uh, it, yeah that's yeah, actually that's uh so that was the twitter post that we were talking about where me so i handle most of the twitter um <laughs> and yeah that was that was the one that was green splatter actually yeah um shout out to i didn't want to say the name twice right i mean good good for them so <laughs> i actually i replied back and I, my specific words were i know you build your brand on hot takes but this one just isn't good <laughs> <laughs> dude i gotta tell you the one disc he was like he was like, no pros are out there throwing one-speed discs. And I was like, I got to tell you, like, everybody in there has that utility. Yes. Right? Oh, Whether it's 100%. a one-speed or, a say, a tilt, right? A tilt has no purpose other than utility. the, like, one or two shots that you're going to use it for. Yeah. Other than yeah. that, it's, it's too overstable, right? And so the armadillo is the opposite, where you can use it on every shot. It's a one-speed disc that... I, like on 300 foot holes, I, isn't that so pretty? Yeah. We should have brought an armadillo to show. I wish. Um, I want my hands on one so bad. I've yeah. got literally a box, a box of discs in my garage right now. I could have just brought in here and showed off. But mm. the the armadillo itself is so 
usable. I think it's the opposite. Yeah. You have utility discs that are only made for one specific thing, and then you have the Swiss yeah. Army knife, which is used for everything. And I feel like that's what an armadillo is. Right. Well, yeah, and I mean that's that's a great thing for me. It's because the second part of my comment there was I think you're seriously undervaluing the ability to throw a disc as hard as you want with minimal repercussions. Which 100%. you know, and I use that very specific to how the word is phrased, which is consequences. To be able to use a disc and have less consequences, but throw it harder, because we all know it's much easier to replicate a throwing motion when you can throw harder. Yes. When you have to power down and slow mm -hmm. down. That's where the pros really start to separate themselves from us amateurs is their ability to do that in any situation. Whereas somebody like me, I might have a little bit more trouble with, with slowing down my arm speed and still getting the results I want. But, you know, for somebody like me, the Berg is a great tool because I have great angle control on a backhand. So I can use it for backhand turnovers. It's actually mm -hmm. been my new favorite shot with the Berg is high floating Anheuser turnovers um that are you know where you need something that's going to get up there and fade to flat and keep just you know pushing forward as opposed to diving into the ground or whatever it is and and you know i i love green sweater actually i i think they're really fun to read because again they, they really do build their brand around hot takes and stuff that people usually wouldn't say and i can't tell you yeah. how many times i disagree with what they're saying but they're <laughs> just, they do it in such a way that it's fun to watch and it's non-confrontational and i really appreciate mm -hmm. the content that right they just so. appreciate that somebody's reading somebody's listening yeah well, that's it's... the point they want they want yeah. the reaction exactly right? yeah. the interaction Which, i think that's I'd been say. the most fun part about getting on twitter is um so i manage all of our social media and so facebook and instagram very professional hey this is our new product that's coming out uh today on twitter i was able to make somebody mistyped mad cat and called it a max cat and so i made mm -hmm. a mad max cat Stamp where a mad cat was driving the Mad Max car oh and God, I made a liner awesome. and I posted it and I'm like, this is what I enjoy doing. Wait, right? wait, that's wait, the wait. yes. C please tell me you sent that to somebody and that that's going to be a, a an official run. I wonder if I saved it to now. I usually save everything to my Google Drive or to our server. That was the one thing I didn't save. I was going to pull it up from here and post it down in the comments. Oh my God, that would I... be awesome. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I don't, you can't even post pictures in our comments because it's a live stream, usually blocks that. Oh, but yeah. I don't know why. But do that, please, but... please get that to whoever makes the decisions on designs because if you put that stamp on a disc, I don't even care what disc it is, I'm buying it. Yeah. Custom stamp. Bad well, Max see, Cat. So that's, that's it. That's, 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 you know... It's in my bag. I don't even care if I throw it. It's Since in my bag. Since we're talking about the Mad Cat, that is the only Lone Star disc that I have owned. Mm -hmm. And I loved I loved it. Um, it's like our gateway drug. Everybody yeah. starts off with like a Mad Cat, a Curl, or a Penny. And like that's the yeah. way that they go in. Recently, obviously, we released the Armadillo in I think late January. And so the Armadillo, think about it this way. Since 2019, we've been making discs. We had eight molds. Just starting this year, the Armadillo has outsold every other mold that we've made because it is so versatile and everyone can use it. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you're going to get that Victor or, you know, whatever plastic Armadillo and you're going to be like, what have I been doing with my life? This is <laughs> right. <laughs> like I've needed this disc. The Mad Cat is awesome and I love it. Um, for those of you out there that are interested in what we're talking about, a Mad Cat would be more comparable to like a Coaling Thunderbird. That's exactly. Um, it's like yes. a 9502 right yes yeah. yeah so it's yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we it's yeah bob's in here in the chat saying he's officially calling for the mad max cat first run and um please send me That's a notification awesome. uh so that i can buy that immediately yes well um, i think it's funny how this all started that's the fun part about the internet man and i love social media because of this is you can have those conversations where i'm face to face with you 
Who doesn't love reading Wendy's Twitter? It's the best. <laughs> it's the it's best. literally the right? best. It's like and Gordon so Ramsay. It's just, yes. it's just those types are so good. So I feel like for me, when I found out that uh, we were looking to get back into Twitter, because I thought Twitter was dying. From a social media side, I thought Twitter was just, again, the same thing. Hot take. This sucks. You suck. No, I suck. Uh, you know, it's all it's all individualistic, right? So the way you have to position your social media account when it comes to Twitter is it's you. You are the person behind such and such Twitter account. Wendy's isn't Wendy's. Wendy's is whoever manages that <laughs> yes. handle. Yep. Right? Yeah, and so absolutely. it's been a lot of fun for me to kind of really get personal and like make jokes with a lot of the fans that we have and, you know, comment on Green Splatter stuff when he's like, Lone Star needs to make a beef. And then I post up a, a picture that one of our team members made of like all the fake names of discs that we're going to release in the next year or two years yeah. or whatever. So I thought that was really funny. All right. We'll, uh, we'll talk more about some of the discs and what you guys got going on in a second, but let's, let's go back to Simon and Garrett here real quick. And we can start wrapping up the, uh, the Portland open because I, we have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. We have to talk about hole 18. I was going to say, I I legitimately I legitimately texted Ethan or Ethan texted me first. Who whoever texted who first and we were just like what is happening? <laughs> it's what like what is this eighteenth hole? What is this eighteenth hole that we are watching right now? Because I it's unfathomable for me to have considered watching that and here we are. I mean, uh, give me your take. What are, what are you thinking, Ethan? So for me when I very first saw it, and I, I was okay with Simon going for it because he was putting the pressure on, right? I, right? Most people were not. They were like, just lay up and put the pressure on Garrett. But him, Garrett being in a better position, knowing that Garrett has the arm to get an eagle on that, I do not blame Simon at all for going for it. No. However, on the other side, there is absolutely no chance... That if I was Garrett Gurthy, I would throw a forehand in that situation. Okay? (laughs) Regardless if Simon went OB or not, that's not the play for him. All right? He has so many touchy, flippy discs to go to the right, to go straight. He doesn't need to hook around the OB. Why even flirt with that? If his... And I, I love Garrett to death. I really do. I, I've met him, I've talked with him, I, he's a great guy, but I don't know what was going through his head there. Yeah, I, I mean, don't. To, to me, like, the best way that I can explain this is this is Gannon Burr at LVC all over again. All you had to do was hit edge of circle in front of the basket. You didn't even have to flirt with the disc skipping off the top of the hill and going OB there. All you had to do was lay it up and get it to a point where Drew has to make it. He has no choice. It has to go in or it's over. He has to run it. But instead, you throw an OB, you give him an opportunity to just play it out as he wants to. Yep. And I I mean I can't I can't fathom now it to play devil's advocate. Similar. I'm going to I'm going to go with the argument that you gave me when I said the same thing to you, which <laughs> is it's something that he clearly, you know, felt comfortable with and who are we to judge that it was not the right shot for him at the time? Yes. Yeah. Did he do it wrong? Absolutely. We know that he messed it up. But if it had gone right, none of us would be saying a word about it. You're right. Well, I don't know. If if you got to throw over OB 
even though you don't have to, I still don't think that that's the right shot. I just don't. Um, especially, especially it being Garrett. Like, that's his yep. weak side. His strong side is made for that shot. I, you know what I mean? Like, he can throw a putter 500 if he wants, so... It, yeah, and at, at the very just, least, if he if he goes up there and does the same thing that Simon does, which is... It's still a ballpark, right, you know. It's, yeah, overpower one and get one to the basket, and then it goes out of bounds. At least you did what Simon did, which was he got to the basket. And he gave himself an opportunity if he actually needed to, which he ended up not. But at that point, I mean, why not at least, you know, if you're going to flirt with OB that hard, you might as well get it close to the basket. Yep. I got some stats for you to Absolutely. put yourself in perspective. Because I always like to, I I always stats, like to offer perspective, right? We're so stats, I'm looking guys. here. We Round four, MPO coverage. You're talking at the 18th hole, it opens up. There's no more trees blocking the wind, right? Right. We're talking 13 mile an hour wind coming out of the southwest. Okay, 13 mile an hour is enough to push any plastic disc anywhere, right? Right. And so in his head, 61 degrees, it's pouring rain, right? I'm laughing because I see Simon Lazat carrying a hand-eye umbrella, and I'm going, (laughs) oh, their stuff's made by Trilogy now, so (laughs) I guess guess he can carry around the hand-eye stuff, right? And you go, okay, if I'm in that situation where I'm Garrett Gerthy, I'm thinking, okay, well, if I try to throw something flippy, maybe it turns into a roller and goes OB, but I know for a fact that if I throw this on just a little choppy hyzer angle, I'll be good. I'll be safe. That'll be it. Because right. Simon's shot did the same thing. If you watch the coverage over on Jomez, they give you kind of another angle where you see the discs just getting pushed. There yes. was nothing they could have done there. And so right. I think in Garrett's head, and this is every pro's stance on this, what has the highest probability of working? And he right. thought forehand's going to be it. And so... Right. Yeah, obviously it led to that, but yeah, again, they battled, man. You can't because argue I, with either of their modes. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's one mean, of the things. Is for, the, yeah, that the was chess it for match. me? Is yeah, exactly. And that was that was it for me. Like I don't, you know, you were kind of talking about why why would he choose to flirt with the OB in that manner? Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that. The OB was not the issue with the shot. It was the forehand that was the issue with the shot for me. If you're going to throw a backhand turnover that you know is going to come back to the right and you throw it over the OB on the left and turn it to the right, that would have been just the same as if he had thrown that forehand, which he's clearly not as comfortable with. Right? 100%. Now, he had thrown some and good forehands this weekend. I don't want to yeah, say he no, didn't. Yeah, no, no, no. He no. might have had a comfort level that he really thought it was going to be the best shot, but we know it's not the strong suit of his game. And with the match on the line, I just didn't think that was the best choice. The OB doesn't bother me. The, the thing about it is, is I, I guess that I could look at it this way too, is to where he really pulled over on that throw. Like you can tell so much in his yeah. form how he, he released so late. He might not have even tried to even flirt with OB. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I, it, think, I think it was just a clear pull. I just, yeah, 100%. it was just a pull. So with that being said, just trying to go straight ahead and duck into the right, that's not a bad play. But considering where the disc went and released, that's what made it the bad play. Right. What was the distance to the pin, do you guys know? It was 430. Oh, okay. So it was still far, right? Because I'm thinking in my head, I'm going, just throw something overstable. Throw a firebird or throw it. Like, yeah. Go into Innova's line of birds on fire or right. birds that have been recarnated. Right. Whatever, right? <laughs> Whatever they choose, are. <laughs> choose, choose a bird, for the love of God. Any yeah, bird. Egyptian god bird. Something yeah. Like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, they haven't taken those names yet. I got into an argument with somebody about that the other day. They said, 
well, why do you keep naming things after Texas? I said, well, Innova has taken all the good names. They've been around for decades. So right. <laughs> I was like, we got to choose it. Of course, we, we would love to name a disc the Destroyer, but it's already taken. So Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I had assumed, right, coverage makes everything look... You add 10 pounds to the person, but you also add 300 feet. Like, yeah. when you're actually right. there, being at, being at the, the open at Belton, watching coverage made every hole look small. Like, it was like, oh, it's like 400 feet. And you're like, no, that's a 700-foot oh, yeah. hole. Especially with how smooth they've gotten switching to catch cam specifically, oh, yes. because the catch cam makes everything look at least 30% shorter. Well, because your exit speed. So, I, I, again, I test this here. I hate to keep harping on the Dillo. I gave one of our pros, Charlie Moore, who has one of the biggest backhands I've ever seen. He's just all, all the torque he can put on Armadillo. And I'm just like, throw it to me. Like, let me see how fast. And he's got all his exit speed, you know, 75 mile an hour, whatever launching this thing and by the time it lands in front of you 300 feet in front of it's like slowly coasting down so those catch cams do make it look like oh like that wasn't even that far at all that was yeah right you know, was that was 300 way. feet you know whatever it's a 600 foot hole so yeah i'm gonna hop in chat real quick first of all josh thompson thank you so much for tuning in he says i started on a curl and now lone star discs fills my bag completely the dillos completely replaced my rhino awesome to hear seriously thank you so much for tuning in we hope to see you more often and Bob comes in here, he's got a question. What did you guys think of, or the perspective on the way that Paul Macbeth copied the Simon Lazat Heiser shot? And we kind of all know the one he's talking about, that yes. wide Heiser where they had to make everybody move out of the way on that last yep. round. And I'm going to go first because I think I've got a pretty well-dialed explanation for why he did what he did. And it has to go back to what we were talking about with his ability to use angle control in this tournament. We know he's been struggling with it, and that was the shot that gave him the ability to throw something overstable, no, not have to worry too much about it flipping over on him, and if he misreleased the angle a little bit, he was not going to get severely punished for it. And so it was a good disc golf decision, especially watching somebody else do it and get that success, knowing I can do that too. That's no problem. Yeah. I, I mean, I kind of think that he kind of tipped the hat to Simon and was like, all right. Yeah, you're right. You're winning. I'm not. Your line worked every time. I'm going to try. He knows that he could have replica replicated it. Yep. Um, it's it's a stock hyzer shot that you do have to pull just a little bit wide, but Simon did it perfectly on multiple occasions. Yes. And for Paul just trying it right there on spot, he did really well. Uh, yep. He got it to what, like 40 feet? Yeah, just, yeah. just past edge of circle. So yeah. there's, a, there's a saying in the automotive world. So before I got into the disc golf, I was, I was pretty big in the automotive performance side. And the guy that taught me everything I know about, you know, airflow and engine dynamics stuff, he said, if the fastest guy at the racetrack has fuzzy dice in his mirror, you better put fuzzy dice in your mirror. And yep. this right here is oh. exactly that where you go, okay, Simon's clearly ahead <laughs> yep, by a lot. Works. He's taken this line. Heiser's the easiest angle on backhand, in my opinion. It's just a natural release, left to right, and so if he can follow that same line, he knows he has the same power. Go for it. Yeah. Again, and you know it's that repeatable one because he has. You have two options there. You have to throw something that's a touchy turnover and mm -hmm. get it to flex to the right before it fades back to the left. You have to fight the wind in that, not overturn your disc, not underturn your disc, and go way off left. You have trees to contend with. There's really one tree to beat and the flag on that right-hand hyzer route. It's repeatable, and for somebody who's struggling with angle control, it's the easiest angle to control to begin with. I don't... I can 
I would never blame him for that shot. Could he have, you know, garnered a better result with a with a different angle? More than likely. But he made the best decision at the point. I agree. Oh, for sure. But I don't want to overshadow Simon throwing the hyzer line. Paul throwing the hyzer line. Isaac steps up and he's like, I'm sticking to my game plan. You know? <laughs> and I- Dude, talk about Dark Horse, right? Right? Oh, my gosh. He <laughs> was—he would not have been my Dark Horse pick. No. I it, would not I, have been. It, it was just, that was actually when I was like, I like him more. <laughs> I was like, I like him more now. Because not only did he have the confidence to go for it, he had the confidence to execute it after seeing someone park it in an easier way. Right. Um, it was, that, was, that was pretty awesome to me. Um, <laughs> I think my Chat's one of my favorite love. things. Love it. <laughs> I think one cool. of my favorite things about uh, Isaac Robinson's game over the course of that last round was, I mean, he hit a tree so early on three or four tees. I mean, he hit a tree that literally said, uh, "Return to sender," and that was <laughs> yeah, it. Right. And he was completely unfazed. He just got up there to his next shot and just blasted one. And just, I mean, it never got him down. And I loved the mindset. It was so fun to watch. That's what I loved the most. I hit a tree and I get it. I get a tree that says, return to sender. Here you go. I'm like, oh, what (laughs) am I going to do now? Or what? Yeah. Right. If I, if I hit a tree early, I'm not even trying to go for the pin at that point. I'm like, we'll just get back to the fairway. Nice and easy. You know, we've already done too much. That's what I would like to say that I would do, but I always go for it and end up hitting the next available. So it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. I I made a meme for Lone Star's social media the other day. It said, uh, you know, fastest things, you know, I know I said it with the penny putter. (laughs) I said, a cheetah airplane speed of light and it said my disc hitting the first available tree and uh <laughs> that couldn't be more true again watching his shot i'm not sure if it was 16 or 17 uh i think it was no which one did you take a three on 17 dude you hit a tree that's i mean 50 feet in front of you and it yeah. rolls into an unfavorable area and he gets a full run up in between trees big flex line and he's parked well parked by the pro standards right yeah well and what was there was also that one time uh, earlier in the round where Paul just absolutely nails a ninety footer and he just walks up completely undisturbed and just yeah. nails it right after him. I'm like, I'd have been looking at that like I'm not doing anything but laying this up. Let alone after watching Paul Macbeth do that in front of me, I'd have been like, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they call it getting big putted for a reason. Like it's yeah. supposed to be shaking you to your core that you just got big putted and. Uh, it looked almost like Isaac was just out there having fun with it, man. Like he, he was literally just really playing did. his best game and having fun. Yeah, it was I, refreshing. I can't wait to see more of him this season. Yeah, he was he was a kind of electric to watch. I, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed watching him. I think that's one of the things that you know we talk about disc golf and the new players coming up. Uh, I cannot wait to see uh, the rotation of you know hey you know maybe Simon or Paul's getting a little bit old and who's going to be the next. Yes. Ken Climb over the next Macbeth, and you're watching these guys again, like Gannon Burr, or, you know, the younger guard coming up, and you're going, Oh, it's exciting to watch Gannon because he doesn't really have much meat on his bones. Right? I'm six foot four, 245 pounds, and I was caddying for one of our players on a card with Gannon and Brody. And Brody oh, and I are walking around like a bunch of meatheads, right? With <laughs> having no ankles, we just got straight calved to foot. And then you watch Gannon walk up, and he's, he's skinnier, he hasn't really filled out yet, right? 
and you're watching this kid bomb the disc as far, if not farther, than Brody on half these shots, and you're just going, where is this coming from? Where did you come from? How are you this young and this good, you know, this disciplined, especially? He had, let me tell y'all, hole 13 at the open at Belton. There's, it's the one that's kind of uphill. There's a bunch of trees that stick in the way. Gannon had one of the worst, like, hit the tree, roll down the hill. Hit the tree, roll down the hill. His recovery, mentally and physically, like, where he landed, was some of the most astonishing disc golf I've seen in a long time. It was amazing. All right, we got a lot to go through and chat here for a second. But one oh, of the God. things, uh, before we get anywhere, we have, uh, uh, first of all, uh, Devin Boothman. Uh, hey, Boothie. Hey, Boothie. <laughs> you got to say, hey, Boothie, Josh. Yeah, hey, Boothie. How's it going? All right. He said he can die happy now. That's my guy. Just just don't die too soon on us, okay? No, Boothman's, yes. Boothman's one of the guys that uh, um, he actually went down with an injury. So we have our local our local club is called Northside Chain Gang. Uh, okay. I think that's hilarious because when I first that's when intimidating. I first moved, oh, I know, right? I, I, all I can all I can imagine when you say that is just like fifteen guys with a disc golf backpack on riding a bike with a couple of playing cards in the. Sp- <laughs> That's it. We're the chain gang, right? Our chains flying yes. off our bike. Uh, but no, like... <laughs> With disc so dots funny. on the spoke? Oh, there it is. That's a, yeah. that's a plug for disc dot. Yep. Um, Free so, North, Northside Chain Gang has over 3,000 members. And they're insanely active, right? Everybody comes out to show support. They show up at events. And uh, Boothman actually was recovering from an injury. And he's, he's our resident troll, right? Mm-hmm. And so he goes into the post and he's always egging people up. And people are like, oh, you quit disc golf. Well, realistically, he was rehabbing to come back, and him coming back to play disc golf has been a huge motivator in my disc golf career because he's rubbed off a little bit of his game onto me. Um, but it's also fun to have somebody around that supports you like he does, right? So right. some people would take this as trolling. He's in there telling people to rub my bald head, right, whatever that is. <laughs> but truly, he's here for support, and uh, and that's what I appreciate Mr. Boothman for. Absolutely. Uh, oh, I love We're it. all about it. Oh, is that yes. Daddy Josh? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> But one of the things he said here I want to touch on before we get to anything else in the comments is he says, don't sleep on Emmer Daddy. He's still so young. All of his, you know, four foot 15 that he is. And well, uh, Boothman himself all, is four foot 16. So let's not go too. <laughs> <laughs> Boothie's, but, Boothie's a shorter guy himself. Yeah, I'm four so. foot 17. So, <laughs> <Yeah. no. laughs> but anyways, I wanted to touch on Emerson here real quick, just because if nobody has seen, he actually had um, an infection recently that potentially could have been life-threatening if it wasn't caught early enough from what i'm have read and heard so i just want to send out a big keith please get well um a quick and speedy recovery we hope all is well with you and the family i know that the wife is pregnant as well right on the edge there and then you have one other kid i know for sure but get well soon we want to see you back on the tour as quick as possible absolutely just wanted to give that a shout out because thanks for the reminder Devin. that was as appreciated i did want to mention that yeah, yep. he's another one of those top guys when you mentioned guys that aren't out on tour right now that are dominant. Yeah. Uh, Emerson Keith is a force to be reckoned with. He's always out there competing at the highest level. I don't think I've seen him where he's at an event where he's not finishing top 10 if he's got a clear head and everything's yeah. going well for him, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Love, he's definitely to a top and, 10, top 15 talent. And if you're yeah. talking about somebody who, beyond the fact that their body should not be producing it, the, the distance. Holy cow, dude. I mean, dude, I'm six foot and I'm, I don't have the longest arms, but I just touched 530 for the very first time in my entire life, like a week and a half ago. And let how, me tell how you how far downhill, though, 
It was right? a crush about <laughs> it was about uh, five or ten feet. Um, but I had to throw flat over a hill that was three hundred fifty, four hundred feet down the fairway before yeah. it went downhill. So you know, but it, still to touch over five hundred. Yeah, you know, five thirty. That was that was super awesome for me. But let me tell you, it took the perfect release on the perfect angle with really good height and every little bit of juice that I had. I mean, Everything. it's not a shot I would ever throw in a tournament because no. it takes every bit of my arm speed to do that. And he goes out there, all of his, you know, four foot five and just, you know, throws 600 feet. Like it's nothing. I'm like, I how do you do that? It with just goes to show how good a form. Oh, oh, we got it. We got a puppy. We got a, I, I spot puppy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I was like, who's got, dog? What are you talking about? <laughs> puppy spotting. <laughs> So if you guys want to talk real quick about him, Charles yeah. Crick. Uh, he's so, a spaniel of some sort, it looks like. Yeah, he's a Springer Spaniel. Yeah. So he is, golly, dude. He is actually uh, English Springer Spaniel, and he's blind. I see that. Yep. So his name, his full name is Ray Charles. Nice. Uh, he goes by Charles because he's an English gentleman, of course. But uh, he's actually been around for seven years, been blind his whole life, and... Uh, I'm actually looking to get him back on the course, which is why he had that fresh fade right there instead of being his normal plumy self. But uh, right. he he follows you around by the, you know, the sound of your feet. So if I can take him with and kind of get him some more exercise, our local courses are very dog friendly as long as they're on a leash. So yeah, my dog is a natural disc chaser. So it's really so like I, I could try to make him chase it. But really, like it's got to have whistles on it or something. <laughs> right. Uh Back also, in the chat, yep. we have Bob coming in here with a, uh, here's uh -oh. a big question. Is there any way I could get you three to sign a disc for me? It would be the new release Lone Star Ranger, and I would gladly pay for shipping and handling for the cost of the well, that's disc. That's cool. And the cost of the disc. Probably. I don't, I mean, it's up to you guys. You guys yeah, have I'm to down. sign it. I, I yeah. work at HQ, so right. <laughs> he knows where to find me. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. We would definitely be be happy to do that. We can is that do your it. Guys's first, is that your guys' first? Uh, in the comment section, sign disc request or in the comment this is our first section, sign yes. disc request ever. Oh, that's well, awesome! No, not he said. Well, maybe for you. Yeah, is not it, mine. Like, I've had to sign one. He goes, um, okay, well, he never told me about feet. that. Yeah. So you can throw five hundred feet, but I sign discs. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> disc. Look, <laughs> no s. There's only one here. s there. He's out here to like. He's. You're going to talk about my 500 feet on a backhand, and he throws you know plus 400 on a forehand. So I mean, he's in the same boat with his like. Plus 400 on a forehand, even for professionals, can be That's an insane. absolute smash. So yeah. don't get out here talking about distance with me when he does it on a forehand. Chandler Kramer, our forehand guy, I think he throws lefty backhand farther than most normal players. Oh, like, is, is he, it, wait, is he actually left-handed or? No, he's right-handed, but because oh, okay. he uses this muscle group, yeah. he warms. When you watch his warm-up, when he goes up to the hole, he throws lefty backhand because that's oh, how he wow. warms up. And so naturally, we were making a joke. All the pros were up there, and anytime you get pros together, it's always like, oh, yeah, you know, who can throw farther, right? Well, <laughs> he goes, let me see how far I can throw lefty backhand, and he laces like the <laughs> perfect shot. And I was like, that was like three twenty-five. You just threw like first time ever lefty backhand, and uh, so I, I don't know when he'll use it because he's so dominant on forehand, but I he's just, got it. I just want to real tell people how hard that is because literally. So Quite literally, my left hand cannot throw a napkin in the trash can, okay? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, this thing doesn't work, 
Okay, it it literally holds a ring, it wears a bracelet, and it's just there. It, that's it. It's just there. I sometimes yeah. can drive with it, probably not the safest, but it's that's it. Yeah. Not drive mine's a disc. Only, mine's only good for coming off hand line. That's about it. Oh right, I've I've started to just kind of like you know doodle around with throwing left handed every now and again, and I mean I hit switch, um, in baseball, so. I, I could can, try. No, I could it's not. It's hit, not going to be great though. But it it's was not, still I pulling mean, with my right hand. I feel like it, it's, it's, just, it's all about translating the motion. It is. It just the weirdest. Is, the yeah. weirdest feeling in the world was when I went to Australia for a month and uh, we got to borrow one of the shop owners' cars. He goes, "Hey, do you know how to drive stick?" I said, "Yeah, of course I know how to drive stick. You know who I am, <laughs> right? Of course I know how to drive." Not there. And so unreal. We get, he, he goes, I got a, ute, a, a yeah, I got a Ute for you. I said, okay, yeah. it's a utility, so it's a truck. He goes, yeah, it's stick shift though. I said, ah, it'll be fine. Well, I get in on the passenger side because it's Australia, and I quickly <laughs> realized my left hand is going to be doing the shifting, and I was like, uh, okay, this is a whole new experience, right? It's kind of like, hey, here's a check filler for a million dollars. You just have to sign it lefty perfectly. Can you just go ahead and do that, or? And then drive on the opposite side of the road. Yeah. Good. Good luck. Yeah. So the fact that, that he was able to take his muscle memory and just kind of go, oh, yeah, it's the same motion that I do here. I just have to work on release. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I wonder if his wow. lefty backhand is farther than his righty backhand. Because he's stronger. Those yeah. muscles are already kind of built up. I wonder. Maybe yeah. I'll do a video. I'll do a Chandler Kramer video for y'all. You have to. Oh, I would love to see it. Oh, my gosh. So I have to I have to go backwards in the, in the comments here for a second. One of the things I was laughing about before we started getting into uh, <clears throat> Ethan's napkin throws <laughs> was uh, Bob's out here saying, "Well, there you go again, Josh. A new disc, the Ray Charles, the Gentleman's for the blinding shots." Man, so it's 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 funny because like so people are like, "Well, why wouldn't you?" Uh, you know, did you get him when he was blind? Yes, I got him when he was blind when he was a puppy. He was eight weeks old. There's so much that he's capable of. You see him kind of walking around. He actually like stared into the sole of my webcam, and I was like, "Can you see?" <laughs> yes. I was like, Can you, "Yeah, see there." You go. Look, he's and doing so, it again. He's like, he knows. So you would he's never assume into my soul. He, if you came into my house, you would never assume he's blind because he's mapped the whole place out already, right? He knows yeah. where he's at. It's actually similar. So we've we've actually been working with uh, trying to talk with um, certain disc golf groups that work with um, people with disabilities, and one of those. I don't know if you know this, but blind disc golf is a very popular thing. Yeah. Yes. So it's, it is. It's kind of because you would think like, well, I want to be able to like see the disc, but they still get the enjoyment of going out, having fun, right? It's an exercise. And so I think that would be awesome to include Charles some way it in that. It really would. That would be so cool. So that's something we'll, that's future plans trying to work on and, and kind of put together in that regard. There's either so. already a course or they're building a course right now at the Tennessee School of the Blind. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah. So... I don't know if it's done or if it's still just in the works, but yeah, that I noticed that. And when I first heard it, I was like, I mean, it makes sense. All you really have to no. know is you know, how to throw a disc. Mm -hmm. And I, there, there's definitely, uh, I know Tennessee also does the uh, disking for the deaf, um, where mm. it's like yes. only deaf uh people that can enter the tournament 
Yeah. And uh, I was actually I was really mad about that recently. They had they had one of those tournaments. That it was, was such recently, a good which it was such a good course. <laughs> which is, I was is really, really mad cool. About that. Like don't don't get me wrong. I would, like it was it's awesome that they do that. But they had a tournament that was like three or four weeks before that. That was an anybody can play, and it was supposed to be a fundraiser for their organization. And I really wanted to play it. And I was going to even donate a little bit of extra. I was going to sponsor a couple of tees under Tennessee twos. They canceled the tournament. I was so oh, mad. And no. I was like, and I can't even play the other one because I'm not allowed. <laughs> well, I was going to say, if you, do, if you guys do find out if they are building a course out there and you know somebody there, we'd love to help out with whatever that looks like. So Yeah, in absolutely. Fashion, you can drop my name and you've got my email. Please plug us in. I mean, the biggest thing about growing the sport of disc golf is growing it in all aspects absolutely. of the sport. Seniors, yeah. women, men. Um, you know, whether it comes to disabled, we work with a lot of veterans, right? Um, so one of the owners of the yes. company is a, a Navy veteran. Um, and so we try to help out as much as possible. We're trying to work on a lot of future, I call it legacy building, right? So right. Uh, for me, I want to make the name of Lone Star Disc internationally known at all levels. There's no point in trying to just go, yeah, we just make discs and yeah, we just do that. If you can't turn it into a philanthropy effort where you're helping the excess by helping other people, then there's no point. Yeah. So speaking of Navy veterans, did you guys see Top Gun Maverick? I have not yet. Bro, man, I've there's been so many things going on in my life that like I've been like, why are all these Doctor Strange spoilers happening? The movie right. just came out last week and it's like a month <laughs> ago. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Listen, like I, there are not a lot of movies that I'm going to be like, wow, you should really get to the theater and, and see this movie. I've heard. But if you are a Top Gun fan, anybody who is out there listening and you haven't seen it yet, go and see it. I'm not going to be one of those guys who says, you know, there's been a lot of people who have said this, like, oh, my gosh, it was even better than the first one. I'm not going to say that. You know, the plot, there was one plot hole that I was like, mm, that was a little. But everything else, like the movie was outstanding. You top. just went from Miles Teller shirtless, right? Top, top notch. I mean, a hundred percent. What else would I like, be there for? He's like Miles Teller in a mustache, shirtless. Uh, I already bought pre pre sale like, tickets. Uh, <laughs> I already googled it. What do you? I mean, the I mean, only what? What? the only other guy I'm going to the movies to see topless is Ryan Reynolds, and I, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Henry Cavill stopped. He's doing The Witcher, so right. You know what's yeah, the point well, i never actually i never really liked him much as an actor until the witcher like I, i've wow. loved a lot of the movies he's done but as an a solo actor and solo performances the witcher is like that was the one where i was like you know i really like him for this type of role he's great wow i don't know whether to be disrespected on his behalf or my own like don't get me wrong <laughs> I, I i really liked superman I, man I of really steel man come of, on man of steel I... was like i liked him playing superman but I feel like there still was somebody who could have done it better. Oh, just, Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> Look, if we, if we want to talk about an actor who was disrespectful to their role, we just need to talk about Batman and what happened in the Justice League and Batman versus Super. Because that, Dude, was, that uh, was a disrespectful performance. I, I was so excited for a Batfleck solo film. So excited for a Batflex solo film because he was okay. finally a tank, right? He's finally, I'm just a pissed off old man with a lot of muscle mass. Like, cause I, <laughs> I aspire to be that one day, right? And that's like, <laughs> one day I'd love to, you know, the money comes later on, of course, but right. just the ability when you're watching him, just taking, fighting with dudes and throwing them through stuff. I was like, this is going to be great. And then like, we're going a different direction. You're like, fantastic. All right. We were just getting through all the bull crap to get to his movie. Mm -hmm. Now we're here. 
Yeah. Um, that being I, said, I mean, yeah. the new Batman, I'm very skeptical about the uh, the the choice to have Robert Pattinson as Batman, and I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was a great performance. Yeah, I really did. I've, I've heard a lot of good things in that regard. What's I've been finding myself, man, the older that I get, I keep finding myself, the older I get. By the way, I'm only 28 years old. I know I look like I'm 42. <laughs> But the older that I get, I find myself wanting to just stay home and turn on my big screen TV with my, you know, little surround sound. So it's like computer speakers are like a hundred bucks, right? Yeah. Obi-Wan is one of the best things. If you haven't watched Obi-Wan yet, if you are a Star Wars fan, holy crap, dude. No like, spoilers. I was waiting for a few more episodes to uh, come out so I could just binge like. Spoiler alert. He dies. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father? Biggest spoiler alert of all. What? <laughs> they said what? <laughs> uh, for, for those of you who are listening at a at a later later date here and can't see what happened, I took my headset off and I, I walked walked away for a second because spoilers, man. I just man, you're screaming down his face right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I do want to touch back on chat just a second. Yes. Um, yeah. Bob uh says yes sir i am the president of the veterans disc golf club chapter in texarkana and the main quarters is out of tennessee works with disabled veterans in all aspects in their family members to help in the community and introduce disabled veterans and their families to disc golf um i was actually going to bring that up when we was on that topic it just didn't kind of arise yet but the veterans for vets disc veterans for vets disc golf uh chapter in tennessee is huge it is yeah huge they do weeklies they do monthlies they do tournaments left and right they do so much in the support category they deserve a huge shout out um and anybody doing anything to help a cause shout out to you shout out to your family for allowing you to do any and such thing because we need the world needs more people like y'all 100 percent. i love it when people step up man uh, volunteer work is just that. It is a commitment. You got to step up to the challenge. You got to rise up. There's every single day. I wouldn't be able to do what I'm able to do without the team captains on our team, our team liaison. Um, the, in fact, you know, shout out to Meredith, Catherine, Tanner, everybody that helps us, right? In all regards, because we are a small company. People think that, oh, you guys are like Innova and you're like that. Put it in perspective. We have more machines that create discs than MVP had in 2020. Right. So we have five machines in total right now running with the crew that we have, which is not, I think we have, like I said, I'm the front half of the mold. So anything you see media-wise, production-wise, video content, photo content, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram is me. And then I've got the owners who are doing, making all the big conversations. Uh, Terry Dillard, so it's the Dillards and me is what I always like to say. It's Terry Dillard is the main overseer. He's the main guy, right? I call him the big boss. Then you've got Travis Sinjin. Those guys are also owners of the company. And then you have Brittany, who's the daughter, who's also in operations with the company. I believe she's also an owner. But if it wasn't for the work that everybody puts into this company, it would not operate. And Absolutely. so it is so, it's a blessing to have guys like, you know, Mr. Fleeter, Mr. Boothy, and everybody kind of helping out um, who are on our team, who do it for plastic or for, you know, to be a part of something because I want them to be a part of that legacy that in 10 years, people are going to look back and go, man, the inaugural group of people that were on the team Lone Star helped propel disc golf. 
not even just yeah. the brand, disc golf into what it is today. And I yeah. mean, huge shout out to all of the people which you mentioned, the guys and girls that are, including you, that are on Lone Star. Uh, it's kind of crazy how it went from being like this company where, <clears throat> oh, there's a new startup company. Cool. You know, and uh, was like, wow, there's there's several different brands coming out this year. Uh, and we we get used to seeing like, okay, this plastic feels nice, this plastic feels nice. And then out of nowhere, all of these companies have one row of discs yeah. in, in a store. And then Lone Star has six. And you're like, well, yeah. You're like, yeah. okay, so they're taking it a little bit. They're diving, you know, straight in head first. And so it's it's so wild, man. I mean, so you're big. We call them the top five, right? So when mm -hmm. you look at, you go to Infinite's website. I love using Infinite because they care about the statistics, right? We always say yeah, the they're not biased right? at all. No, and so they go, hey, here's what discs sold from this manufacturer. The amount of companies that are made by MVP Innova Latitude sixty four is insane right. there are so many companies out there gateways another one who has a ton of companies underneath their belt that yes. they're helping out with right and to be us where we go okay we're a small fish in a big pond we make our own plastic we design our own molds in-house everything from start to finish including stamping is us we don't have the same limitations that other companies do where they go hey i order from innova perfect example disc mania we order all of our crap from Innova, disc golf starts blowing up, and all of a sudden Innova cannot fill the requests that we have for discs. Yep. So yep. what do they have to do? They have to diversify. Well, their brand takes a back seat now because now they have to transfer everything over to Latitude right. and get that all going. And you go, we don't have that. There's no strings on us. We go, the Armadillo, here's the story on the Armadillo. I walked into the office one day, and I went to Sinjin, who is one of the Dillards, and I said, Sinjin, We've designed a bunch of awesome discs. We need a one-speed. And he goes, well, like, what do you think? And from there, we took all the concepts of, like, what we wanted in a one-speed disc, and that's what made the Armadillo, based off of a conversation where we were bored after lunch, and we had nothing better to do at that point in time, and just said, hey, let's make a one-speed disc. And it's become our, our greatest mold we've ever made, like, so right. far, right? Because, obviously, the Warbird's taken over. Uh, right. The Walker, holy crap, dude. The Walker's insane. The Ranger's insane. Yeah. I can't wait to try the Walker. Oh, my goodness. Mm. It, That's the one imagine, that I was one of, one of the ones I'm very excited about. It's the perfect blend between a Mutant and a Justice. Where a Justice is super round and a Mutant is a Cybertruck, the Walker kind of takes the best of both worlds. Again, all of these are our take, right? What do we right. want that disc to be like? And so we get to design it ourselves. Right. Um, you know, the armadillo, when I when we were making the thumb track, I was like, I want the thumb track to be twice as tall. So I don't want it to slope like this. I want it to be tall, and I want it to be t twice as tall this way, that if it's wet, you can really dig your thumb into it. And that's something that right. we can control. We're not waiting on another company to make that for us. So that's been a huge part of this whole process. Yeah. Terry in here uh, in the chat telling us the pond is getting smaller. Who said? Terry Dillard? Terry yep. Dillard. The pond is oh, getting the, smaller. That's right, baby. I love it, That's man. Sad. I tell you what, Terry. Terry took a chance on me. So the story of me is, I actually left my cushy office job working from home to go do real estate and play disc golf. Mm -hmm. And Terry one day came to me. Oh my goodness! All right, so I'll I'll make an announcement real quick. Wait, I can see it. 
Hang on. <laughs> all right. No. All right. So wait, wait, wait. Before you do this, uh, okay. before you do this. So, so we could be the we could be the first people who break the news. You will be the first people. Yes. Right. Oh yes, this is get. Okay, right. Harry, can this go on Twitter tonight? Can I clip <laughs> yes. this? Yes, this can go this on, going on Twitter, Twitter tonight. Sure. All right. Um, but um, <laughs> what I did want to talk about was you had just uh, posted on Instagram uh, yeah. the discs and is like the question marks on the flight numbers. On the bull snake, yep. It, the bull snake, and it was like, all right, guess what this is? And I was yeah. literally going to ask you, I was like, since this is Tennessee twos, can we get two numbers? You know what I mean? And I was like, you can, can get, we get you can two get, numbers? You can and get two molds. How about two molds? I'll announce the numbers and what they are on your show. All How's right, let's go. This is wild. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh, all right. So, and then I'll, and then I'll finish. Now all our team members are going here. So I love, let me sidebar real quick. I love Terry for this reason. So I'm a driver, right? So I started making content on a channel called Huck with Hofstra. Terry, I show up to the, awesome. to the office and I've always heard Terry's this, you know, he's a hard ass, right? Terry's, er, he's angry. Yeah. And he goes to me and he goes, Josh, that video you made about Glow, I about cried, dude. I was like, <laughs> holy cow. I was like, okay. And then he offered me a position part-time and it was, uh, it was, it was good. It was a very good offer, and so right. I did not refuse. And then two weeks later, he said, well, how'd you like to work here full-time? So that's how I came to be here, was he believed in what I was doing. And I love having Terry as a boss because of reasons like this. I'm a driver, and this guy's pushing my foot down on the pedal while I'm steering the car. You know, he's like, I want you to go faster. So hey, It's like, you know, all you gotta yeah. do is be able to steer. Yeah, you open so, your eyes and steer. <laughs> yeah, and he trusts me to do that. And I told mm -hmm. him, every day I go into this company, it's not mine. I don't own a stake in this company whatsoever, but people, we had a conversation about this today. Somebody was trying to, you know, get an invoice request and he goes, why do they think it's your company? I said, because they're talking to me. I was like, <laughs> You're the owner of the company. I make that very clear every time I have a conversation. But Terry to me is the perfect boss to have if you are a driver and if you want to create something, right? Because he will be on your ass every day, which is awesome. I love it. So uh, the Chupacabra. So we haven't, announced the chupacabra yet it hasn't even been pdga approved but terry dillard just gave us approval in the comments we are making your next favorite 9304 disc i have thrown it myself the chupacabra is a lot closer to say like a captain's raptor than it is a firebird Ooh. firebirds as we all know have gotten to be a lot straighter yes right chupacabra right. is mega beef and boy do i love it you can stick it on whatever any angle Big Spike Heiser, it, that thing holds like crazy. It is super overstable. A four-hander's oh, awesome. dream. Four-hander's dream, yeah. A, I mean, again, utility disc. I was using it at a PAR 2 event, and it was the lowest score that I had shot at the PAR 2 event in, like, ever, actually. I was three strokes lower than my best ever score using a Chupacabra because it's just reliable. I can suck right. at throwing forehands, and I know this thing is always going to dump super hard to the right. Um, it's so overstable that we, we went back and forth for about two days on whether it was an, a 9.3 with a positive one or right. a 9.3.0, um, which is amazing. So It is awesome. There's other team members that are now in here. They're like, oh my God, so glad we popped in here. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. And, and welcome. So, we appreciate everybody coming in. Yeah, of course. I did share this to Lone Star's main page, so we will get some, some interaction there. <laughs> Terry, Terry says, says no one no will ever will tell ever me tell they me. flipped it. Yep. <laughs> That's okay. So let me talk about the bull snake and then I will talk about that story because that's a whole other thing. So also, the bulls yep. yes. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, no, you're fine. Kind of start out with the detail on the bull snake because that's one of the best graphic designs 
Oh my lord! For the so, stamp, I absolutely yes. fell in love with that. I was like, the whoever I don't know who did the artist uh, artwork or whatever. Yes, but it was amazing. Uh, so we so actually good. ran a competition. So we did an artist series competition. So we so Sinjin has come up. Sinjin is like our graphic designer. I believe he's vice president. Is his official official title. We try not to have titles, but when you're talking to people, you have right. to have something to go. I'm right. the janitor. Okay, well, I don't need to talk to you. I need to talk to somebody who's <laughs> not in custodial engineering, right? Um, and so we've made our own stamps up until this point. And then Terry one day, again, being the drivers of driver of drivers that he is, goes, hey, we need to have an artist series competition. I'm willing to put money on the line for first, second, and third place. Um, those people that win, we can have them you know, get discs with their artwork on it and cash. The winning design, um, I believe his name's Bill. I can't remember his last name. It starts with an S, I believe. But this guy, Bill, knocked it out of the park. I think he was one of the first entries that ever showed up in our inbox. And it's insane. We were never going to name a disc the Bull Snake. And then Imagine that having came to come in and I was after like, that. You know what I mean? Like, if that's the first <laughs> entry that comes in and then everybody else is just not knowingly sending in their stuff and you're just like, wow. Well, you would be shocked well. how many artists wow. are out there that are so good. The curl, um, we had another Alicia Graham who's on our team. Her curl design is absolutely gorgeous. It's got this like nautical kind yes. of compass on right. it. Um, in fact, the armadillo, the armadillo was uh, the artist series stamp is done by an artist, Bradley Keen. Uh, he also did the warbird and the new mockingbird stamps for us. And then the Seen Lone Star that. Ranger. That's uh, yep. everybody loves the Ranger is a right. tattoo artist named Cody Dresser who does anime style art, which is why it looks oh, so, so freaking cool. good. That does. Um, Y'all stamps are killing it right now. Yes. So, so we, I, we work with a line of artists to kind of bring our ideas to life where we go, hey, the stock stamp will do the Alamo, you know, kind mm -hmm. of missionary, put right. that in there and then we can let them kind of take over. So that frees up Sinjin to do more graphic stuff with like our tents and our booth space and stuff right. that's like hardcore behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. All right. Now. For everybody listening, this is a proposal. I'm claiming uh, intellectual property here, so just feel free to contact me. Actually, I really have no intellectual property here because I'm going to tell you you're going to need to purchase the rights to this. But you know how you get all these companies who do different stabilities or mm -hmm. different models, or they change the model slightly or whatever. So like the Rock, Rock 3, or a Crank and a yeah. Crank SS. If you guys ever change the stability on this bull snake and do like a rebranding and redo it i i'm i'm gonna tell you you need to call nickelodeon up you need to get the rights for the name alaskan bullworm i was gonna say the bullworm the yes. alaskan bullworm we're we're, we're expanding on a couple different ideas on some of the molds that have already come out yeah. um and what we can kind of get the mad with. max cat the mad <laughs> max so yeah so stamp design again the best part about working here and i Dude, I could be, I could have the bubonic plague. And if, if I wasn't worried about getting other people sick, I'd show up to work every day. Because if I miss a day of work, I've missed a month's worth of work in real time. We do so much on a daily basis that That's other wild. companies cannot compete with us, right? Uh, so again, like the Chupacabra, that. Um, that came from one of our, our, uh, our team captain, Tanner Gerard. He got real, you know, he kind of Louisiana, you know, East yeah. Texas kind of accent. He's, man. Gotta make the sing man chupacabra, man. We got and I was like, <laughs> everybody was like, all right, like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> like, like, yeah, Tanner, yeah, like, uh, and so it's it's kind of funny how these things all come about. Again, it's still a Texas-based name. It still has to do with Lone Star Disc. Um, the funniest thing, again, going back to Terry's comment of, I can imagine saying it now, no one will ever tell me they flipped it. So 
pros, right? So Terry plays disc golf now. I play disc golf. Of the people working at the facility, our average distance is like 300 feet, right? All the people combined. And so trying to get somebody that can bomb it, you have to call in a pro. Hey, you right. can throw this Warbird 500 feet. And they go, oh, you know, this thing's flippy. And you go, the Warbird's like the biggest meat hook for like <laughs> half the people on our team. Right. And so Terry's biggest, biggest thing was I'm going to make – I'm going to make a disc. None of these guys are going to be able to flip. And you go, okay. The first thing, right, we brought out Charlie Moore. He's out there just jamming on this thing, trying to get it to do whatever. Terry rolls in, right? I think he had a doctor's appointment. Terry rolls in at like 9 o'clock, rolls the window down. Hey, Charlie. Charlie goes, hey, what's up? He goes, could you flip it? And he goes, no. And he goes, all right. <laughs> rolls the window up and keeps driving off. I was like, Charlie's like, he didn't even ask about flight numbers. I was like, he doesn't need flight numbers. Doesn't need he them. just needs to know that you didn't flip this disc, right? Yep. That's um, awesome. <laughs> I, I love telling that story because it's like, again, we get so hyper-focused on something because we can, right? right? We can get down you into the nitty-gritty details to. of this disc, no matter who throws it with whatever off-axis torque, you're not going to flip this thing because that's how we designed it. Um, speaking of which, the bull snake's flight numbers. Dun, so dun, the bull dun. snake, what we wanted to do was kind of create our version of something that's going to be your overstable slow-speed approach disc. Because the walker is great if you want to compare it, right? We don't, they don't like comparing molds to other molds, but unfortunately with the way that the world works and the industry we're in, we have to compare it. So the bull snakes numbers are three speed, two glide, zero turn, and four fade. Ooh. And this thing is deep. So it's great for forehand flicks. You can throw it super hard on a backhand. It'll dump out of the air. It only comes in Victor plastic, which means it's going to be ultra grippy and it floats in water. So I would compare it if you took a Zone, an A2, and a Harp, and you put them all together into one disc. Okay. That's what this feels like. It's got a big That's rounded wild. shoulder. It's got a rounded shoulder on the top. So it takes some of that quality from the Jackrabbit and then immediately goes yep. down and goes far down on the side. So you can really right. kind of get underneath it. Um, it's going to be awesome, man. I think we're rounding out our lineup to the point where it used to be funny. I used to bring this up to Terry all the time. People used to go, oh, you know, the curl's too flippy. You got to find a stable curl. And then we made the Warbird. And then people go, um, well, the Warbird is um, it's too overstable. And you go, <laughs> right. we had the buoy that's more overstable than the Warbird. Okay, so then we make the Tumbleweed. And then they go, well, the Tumbleweed's awesome, but, mm, you know, I need it in, like, a seven-speed. Okay, so then we make the Guadalupe. And it's, like, it's funny to watch... Right. how it evolves you know everybody everybody has their own take on what the next disc should be and i feel like this is one that people have been asking for for a while which is our version of that slow approach disc that's overstable that right. you can rely on yeah that's awesome yes. <laughs> i mean and, and it's got the it, cartwheel the thing the thing is is like you guys and girls are like flooding your disc lineup with amazing molds right now so yes. all of these other small companies that are sponsoring players and are having to do like 50 percent sponsors 75 percent sponsorships uh just because they don't have the ability to fill every need 100 percent. you guys are not gonna have to do that you know what i mean because everyone's gonna have their own personal needs met by y'all's molds because y'all mm -hmm. are just on top of and the, the game and the fact that you're so close to doing that in in this short of time yeah uh, like, hold on in six months <laughs> because 
What's what's funny gonna, is I'm I'm going with the you know including the eight molds from you know before January. <laughs> yes. Right? Well, this is why I'm laughing is I'm just going. Um, so they hired me on in October, and we were really kind of able to get our bearings on the social media side, which mm-hmm. helped with building hype, which helped with going okay. Terry started getting into disc golf a lot more. He started going out and playing. And it was funny because a lot of the molds that we've made have been because Terry goes, well, I need a mold that does this. And you go, okay. So some of these were uh, Phil Terry's bag mold with the end goal where Terry every day was going, hey, this year has been awesome for us, right? Been a great kind of breakout year for us. We started in 2019. 2022 is the year that we decided to go, hey, you know what? We're going to get hyper-focused on this. We're going to start releasing molds. Terry's already looking at 2023 and going, well, we're already going to dominate. There's no reason why we won't. And I'm going, okay, I'm over here driving, right? You're telling me right. these things. I'm driving. You're in the car six lanes ahead of me, right? Going, um, hey, I'm, I'm already looking at 2023. We're going to have a full bag lineup. People are asking, why are you releasing two molds a month? Why are you releasing three molds a month? Well, guess what? There's pros that are going to want to join our team next year. Absolutely. And we've got it coming. So yep. there is yes. so much oh, yeah, interest absolutely. around you guys right now. It's unreal. Um, one thing. It, so I, this is kind of if Terry, if you're out there um, and listening to chat, this is a question for you as well. Um, so he's the driver. You're the driver of drivers. So you are the Mario Kart. He is Mario. Let's put it like this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you guys in 2023 are going to be way ahead of, you know, old DK back there. And uh, what is That's the banana That's Donkey peel? Kong, by the way. That's Donkey yeah, Kong, Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. What's, uh, what's funny is there is no banana peel for us. We have star power, right? We're, so, okay, what's the star power, all right? The star, power, the star power is our plastic is our plastic. We don't use the same industry standard plastic that everybody else is having problems getting. Mm-hmm. And so if at any point in time, I made this comment to somebody the other day, if at any point in time we had to turn the jets on and go all five machines working on nothing but disc golf, that's a good day because yeah. that means we're making hand over fist money, right? Right. Now, with that being said, getting the material to run on all five machines is what the industry is experiencing right now, as well as a lot of these companies that are making the plastic are overseas or are in parts of the United States that are having issues getting the supply in. So right. um, realistically, it, there's nothing that can stop us. The right. only thing that can stop us is anybody. I, I literally I can't think of a single silence. thing. It's like, I can't. I mean, I can't yeah. think of it. Cause, cause, so officially, uh, PDGA approved, you're up to how many molds right now? Uh, 18, 19. Okay. And, and, so, and working you on 2021. 20, yeah. By the well, end of the year, you're going to be... Well, well, all right. Let me just say, yeah, no, never mind. Just just take that back. It's fine. (laughs) Let me let me me get a double take. (laughs) I went to Terry again. I know how to keep a secret really well. It's my job to right. I run the social media side, but it's also my job to build hype. And so Terry lets me take some of these discs to go test them out at Spring Valley, which is our local pro shop, and go kind of show, hey, this is what this new thing's gonna be. You know, it'll be coming out in a couple weeks or whatever, just to kind of showcase it, right? Right. I specifically told Terry, do not tell me what molds you're working on next because I'm going to get too excited. <laughs> like, I'm going to get... That's the way like, I am look, over here. I'm just like... Look, look, I mean, there's a lot of things that you can just get hyped for and oh you can like, goodness. all right, you know, I can, I can wait. This, I know I'm not going to post this until December. Yes. New molds is not one of them. He, so let me put this in perspective for you. I didn't know the Walker was, was releasing 
until like we already had the mold in the building and the walker was made and sitting on the desk and I was going, oh, are those rangers? And he hands one to me and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was oh. like, what is this? And he's like, why don't you go throw it? He just likes to be a badass like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why don't you go, yeah, I made this. Yeah, why don't you go throw it? All right, Terry, fine, I'll go up front. Um, and so it was so amazing that on release day for the walker and the lariat, which again, two of the greatest molds I've ever thrown in my life. And I've told you guys, I'm a fan of disc golf. It's awesome that we make the distant house, but I love disc golf as a whole. I've thrown every brand, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. I truly rest my hat on the fact that Lone Star is that company because I've tried it all. The day we release it, I find out that we already have another two molds and they're sitting right next to me. <laughs> I go, it's like it's so ahead of the game what? right now. When does it stop? <laughs> I was like, it it never will. No it just it. doesn't yeah. have to. I mean, look, I at, look at Innova. Look at how many molds that they have. Yes. They have overlapping and overlapping and overlapping and molds. Now I will say that. They've had such a massively free ride this year, too, because they haven't had yes. to release anything new. The Toro no, is oh, the only outrageous. thing. Excuse me. The Toro. The, the power driver. Oh, yeah. Let me just be real power. original. You know, That's, like I said, they've had a free ride this I will entire completely year. Mid-range. I, I, it is like almost a disc mania over there. It's crazy. What? Wow. Oh, I, my bad. You had, coin the, you had to coin the phrase, I guess that's what you would call it. Wow. And then it's like, <laughs> I, manic. I, I've, loved, I loved the Twitter posts, like, when yeah. they're releasing these two, because they always say, they get ready like for, and get then ready. they say, get ready for the original PD. And I'm like, yeah. what? Like, no. I, don't, oh. I excited like, about this? This is a mold you've had in your lineup. For... Yeah, we're over this already. Um, anyways, the, so I bring the, I bring the, up the numbers of, of, of molds that you have just yeah. based on something like, for example, we'll look at DGA, who mm-hmm. currently in their lineup, they have something like 22, 23 official molds. And that includes at least three of those molds being replicas that are slightly changed, such as the Hurricane and the Hypercane and the Steadies. Yeah, like, yeah. You're, you're talking about slightly modified versions. If you take those out, you're talking they have 19-ish molds. Oh, and yeah. you're already there. And they had two of the biggest signings of the off season. I think yep. I think that's the big thing for me is um, twenty. So I was I'm a COVID disc golfer. So I'm one of the guys that came in around the time of COVID. Sorry everybody. Yes, I was taking over the course and playing and not understanding. Luckily, I know how you know courtesy works from playing actual golf. But in such a short time, I absorbed so much information and I've surrounded myself with Hall of Famers. You know, Andy Young, right. our local pro shop owner. She's number twenty ninety four, guys. She is the matriarch of disc golf in Houston. And just being able to sit there and talk with her all day, right? I'll go up on Thursday nights and I'll just sit there. I'll play my part two round and then I'll talk with her for three or four hours afterwards about ways that we can try and make this industry better, right? Because she's been in there since the 80s, right? I think maybe even the late 70s. She is the director of the Disc Golf Hall of Fame. And so everything that I do now leads back to her eventually, right? Right. It will make its way into the Hall of Fame. And so... Companies like DGA, right? First in disc golf. Their marketing is fantastic. Yes. Their guy, uh, what's their guy's name? Tyler Brinkley. Okay, so Tyler. I love the way that he markets. It's so well done. The problem is during 2019, when I first started, DGA was nowhere, like it wasn't right. that big. I didn't know about it. It was kind of underground. And only recently, I feel, hot, hot take from Hofstra, Hofstra's hot yeah. take. Whoa, whoa. Until they signed Cat and showed how serious they were, they were not showing, hey, yeah. we're here to battle, we're here for that stuff. 
even though right. they make excellent product, right? right? And, um, they, and they have so for a long time. And for there yes. was a point in time where they were considered like, wow, they, they do great stuff in disc golf. And they slid off the table. And mm -hmm. I mean, we had whole conversations about how they've done something so massive in Andrew Marweed and Katrina yes. Allen by bringing in two names that are not only going to elevate their brand to a place mm -hmm. that it has been in the past, and they need to bring it back up to that point again to be competitive, but they also finally brought in some people to get out of the staleness that they 100%. had. Because yep. their molds were... They, they hadn't created a whole lot of new molds over a lot of t a long period of time, and it became stale. Mm -hmm. The Vortex took off when when they released that. It, it was... Yeah. Yeah. It, sometimes it just takes a little bit of spark, you know? Yes. And 100%. Look at us. Again, yeah, two years in business. We had eight molds, and then all of a sudden we go, all right, 2022, we're taking off. We're yeah, done. Here's the spark. Let's yep. go. And, you know, it might have took one month, two months three months and then it's like all right this is what is this disc what is this yeah. disc all right hang on let me let me check in on this and yes. when they check in check in on this and they see y'all's social media and they're like wow okay you know because i wh what do you think how do you think i came in contact with you right yeah exactly all right? <laughs> yeah. so because i i had seen last month and i was like oh wow okay this is cool and then this month i'm like all right, they really doing stuff. And I, I just had to get on there and comment. I was like, yes. I, I want to talk to somebody. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, I, I just, yeah, I was like, I just need to know. Like, I want to talk about this. This is exciting for the sport of disc golf. You know? Yes. And it, I mean, it's crazy too, because I mean, you've been making so much noise. And then on top of that, adding so many discs to your lineup. And when the last time I was in one of my disc golf stores in December, Mm -hmm. I would never have even stopped to think of if there were anything in there. I wouldn't know because well, whatever. And then come around February or March and I'm starting to hear some noises being made mm -hmm. and I start going and looking for it. And, you know, rewind back now just a couple of weeks to the last time I was in my local disc golf store and you guys have a full rack. And oh, I had yeah. already been hearing noise and like I'd been um, I don't remember what disc I was looking for, but I was like, I need a new disc. This is, you know, what I want in my bag. And I started doing some research and I was like, oh. Oh, Lone Star mm -hmm. has one of these. This looks really nice. And I went into the store to check the full rack. It was the only disc that they didn't have. <laughs> oh, no. Well, <laughs> I don't so even I remember that's... what it was off the top of my head, but I was like, are you serious? I was so, going to try it my first time, and it wasn't even there. I think that's the biggest thing in all of this is um, we will release quite a few molds this year, right? Mm -hmm. That's our game plan. But we don't want to be the next Innova. I don't, I don't think anybody at Lone Star wants to have right. 60 molds. That doesn't right. make any sense. Right, especially when we can improve upon plastic, or we can improve upon our glow. I don't know if you guys have seen our glow yet. I, I've seen a picture of the okay. walk. Was it the walker that you did it in, or something? Everything we've done glow and so our. I glow, remember seeing a picture of it. I don't yeah. remember which if, one. If you ask anybody out there, we are the best, if not right next to the best glow on the market, which was a huge reason for our explosion in january when everybody's out doing glow golf because right. it's you know dark at dark five o'clock at night um right. the other side of that is again we went okay it started off sinjin and travis went to terry sinjin and travis the sons went to terry the dad and said hey we want to make a disc mold um and he said okay they were into plastics and molding and already before all that and so he said yeah go ahead make a disc mold well it took off word of mouth one person tries it hey you should make this right okay. They make it. Okay, now this person tries it. Man, I got to get my hands on this. Okay. And it expanded so much in word of mouth that in 2019, or in 20, 
2021, end of 2021, they were looking for marketing to go, okay, how can we reach infinite discs? How can we reach a discs unlimited? How can right, we go right. bigger than our local market, right? Andy's store, uh, Spring Valley Disc Golf Pro Shop in Spring, Texas, was the first ever like dealer distributor of Lone Star products. And then we were like, okay, the local market's saturated. We've got that. What is a disc unlimited or an infinite discs or a you name it, right? Right. Um, what do they want? And how does this all work? We've exploded with the help of Disc Unlimited, Infinite Discs. We have other distributors that are on the way so that we no longer have to have you know issues where Daniel's going out and he's going, dang, man, I'm missing my one favorite right. disc or whatever. You will always be able to find our product on the shelves or online at stores everywhere. Marshall Street's been carrying our product for a while. Um, there's a lot of big names that are starting to wake up to the reality that, hey, a disc golf manufacturer that makes their own plastic can actually be worthwhile having in the stores and people will want it. Absolutely. So it's super cool to see. And uh, in the chat, uh, there's a little shout out for you um, from Nathan Adam Tobias. Uh, Lone Star is the best in the industry, no doubt, and they are only just starting. So exciting for everything they bring. Simply throwing Lone Star has improved my game tremendously and above all, simplifying my headspace on the course as far as knowing what to throw is the best part of having a Lone Star field bag. True. That's like, 100% true. So, but it, I've not seen a bad review. I, right. I, all right. So, <laughs> yeah. it, and this is not just this chat, this comment thread, yes. it, nothing like that. Like I've watched and I've seen, I, I've been following along and nothing bad is coming from it. Nobody's getting bad plastic. Nobody's getting these inconsistent molds. Nobody's, it, it, this stuff that you see with other brands that are just commonly mm -hmm. known as mistakes are just not happening yet. And no. it, it may but not ever, had, but that was, it's we, just, we, it's We had it's conversations so cool. on the show. We had conversations on the show earlier this year where both of us kind of talked about, you know, when there was all the, you know, what is Innova doing wrong and, why are they losing Ricky and this, that, and the other. Yeah. And we had both kind of talked about some things. And one of my biggest things, and I've not bought a lot of Innova this year. I'll be mm -hmm. completely honest. I just haven't. Yeah, and, me either. And 90% yeah. <laughs> of my reason for not buying Innova is because they've been somebody who has been a main staple in my bag for a very long time. And I'm buying inconsistent molds now. Yeah. I'm getting rocks that do not fly like rocks. I'm getting shrikes that don't fly like shrikes. You mm -hmm. know, and, and that's very frustrating to be somebody who's loved a brand for so long and be like, this, this isn't the disc I bought. This isn't yep. the disc I've thrown for five years. Right. This is completely, this is a completely new mold. Why does it even still have the Shrike name? The like, issue I, with, I don't get yeah, it. The issue with the industry right now is reliability, um, repeatability and quality so Dang it. there's a I lot was really wanting you to come up with another r there you, uh, you, you left me uh, down uh, <laughs> uh, wait, hold, hold on while i look up synonyms <laughs> reduce yeah. reuse recycle uh, there you go <laughs> so, so but truly truly you look at these companies the big five right we call them the big five mm -hmm. i'm not gonna call out individual companies but there's companies that get their product made overseas on this side of the pond and not this side of the pond right where you go oh uh, okay, the flashing on this is a little rough, or I can't get any molds in my shop because it takes 80 weeks to get it over, over here. <laughs> right. Um, and then you have other companies where they're producing so many molds for so many other people that you lose quality when quantity comes into play. And we understand Absolutely. that, right? So the entire process from start to finish 
is so meticulous, right? Every day, I handle all the front end stuff. I'm your social media guy. I'm your, hey, I'm the face of the company. Nice to talk to you. Great. But I'm also back in the shipping area, putting together boxes of discs for you guys, where mm -hmm. you go, hey, um, we want to do a video on your product. Can we get some discs? I'm back there checking all the discs, making sure that there's no flashing, looking through all the boxes and going, okay, you know, this armadillo has a sunken top. This one has a pop top. This one's flat top. Like, you know, looking for those little things that make us the quality brand that people right. are looking Repeatable. for. So when, so when we get to the quantity part, we don't have that issue. Right. right. Um, and because of that, the number one thing on our website, Terry had me go in and he said, I want you to create something that really shows off the quality of our brand from start to finish. And I made our slideshow where it shows you, hey, the first step is we get the product ourselves, right? The beads come in, we put it in our machine, we do it, right? Comes out and it's hand inspected, hand weighed, put on, we clip off the, the sprue, right? It goes to the next part. The trimmers go through, they trim the discs by hand. We don't have an automatic trimming process. Every disc that you touch is trimmed by one person, right? right? Or, right. you know, there's a group of people, but each one of them gets one disc and they go through and they are held to a high standard. And then when we go to ship it, it's kind of like the judicial system. Like we each have our own job that happens right. before the disc even remotely makes it out the door. Everything is hand touched and there's quality that's kind of like imbued into the disc, even the stamping process. The reason why we have so many X outs is because we go, okay, this was a high quality disc, but we stamped it. Maybe the stamp was a little wrong or we stamped it too hard or, um, and people love that. Again, yeah. uh, I, I love having a disc that I can buy for half off. I don't know about you guys. but Yeah, and it's cool that y'all <laughs> offer that, you know. Yes. That, that's helpful. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so it, it, it truly does. I, I appreciate you guys saying that. And obviously in the comments, you know, them saying that as well. Switching over to Lone Star was the easiest decision I ever made in my life because it took out all of – I'm an overthinker. I'm a Garrett Gerthy on hole 18 at, at uh, <laughs> you know, the Portland Open where right. I'm going – I'm going to forehand this, and I go, do you really want to forehand? Is that really your strong suit, right? Yeah, uh, and, so, yeah. and so being limited to, limited to, right, 20 molds, yeah. you go, okay, my whole bag is here. I can season this one in. The other stuff that I laugh when people say that our plastic's going to break in, okay? It's oil. It's like the stuff that we do is meant to handle, like, abrasives tests over the course of years, it's not the normal plastic that you're getting from the rest of the industry where it breaks in. Hey, I took my, you know, X manufacturer disc and I hit six trees on my first time taking it out. Now it's flippy. Right. Ours doesn't work that way. It's going to take a lot longer to beat in if it ever does beat in compared to our competitors. So and that way, if you buy a MIDI, a lot you can of get another like MIDI that flies like it. Yeah. Well, then, you, I mean, you get people, people like us, like, don't get me wrong. This is not a dig on anybody's company, but for, for somebody like me, who's just kind of a disc nut, I'm always going to try new things. I'm never going to be brand specific. Well, unless I'm sponsored and I might consider it, but <laughs> I'm not good enough to be sponsored. So why am I even talking about it? Hey, um, good enough is subjective, it, my friend. Yes, Trust me. It, it's, yeah. it's just one of those things where you're like one of, for me, one of the most frustrating things is getting a disc that I absolutely love and I trust and I like how it flies. And four months down the line, that disc is no longer the disc that I bought. I understand like the first month it's not going to fly like it will for the rest of its lifespan. But right. if I have a three months lifespan on that disc and the first month it didn't fly great, two months I get a good flight and then I have to take it out of my bag. I have a curl that has been in my bag for the past nine months. It is a white Bravo curl with a blue stamp. I have lost nice. this disc. I have hit every tree with this disc. It looks like 
I used it as toilet paper a couple times. This thing's been messed. I've hit power lines. Like, it's bad, man. Like, the poor thing. But you know what it doesn't do? Flip over. Yeah. It has the same flight path that it's had for the past nine months. No matter how much I beat on it, no matter... Like, I can tell, using our discs, what my rating is at, right? Like, right. If, I'm if I'm throwing my Corolla 425, I can tell because it's not only going farther, obviously... But I can tell it's going to coast a little bit and then fade back. Instead right. of if I'm throwing it 325, it's not going to coast as far. And it's always been the same disc. It hasn't altered its flight path. Like, again, blows my mind because I previously I was throwing a company where there was a joke about, yeah, you throw this disc for three tournaments and then you get a whole new disc, you know, <laughs> on your fourth yeah. one. Like, it's the same disc. You don't even have to buy another one. Um, and so now being with a company that has such a, a high, you know, echelon of quality right it makes it that much easier you just go okay i buy one that i like and uh uh only way that i'm gonna need to buy another one to replace it is if i think i need a cool stamp or a different color or you know uh again artist series stamps are so cool dude they are yeah, yeah. And, you know to be completely honest I, i'm sure you guys are as much as you strive to be as consistent as possible i'm sure you have some slight variations from press to press and that's going to happen with any company and that's not a big deal but for me to be able to find something and that, you know, is a very comfortable mold and only has a slightly different stability, not negative two to negative four turn right. different stability, right? No, I'm talking like half, 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 a, half a point of stability or something like that, because mm -hmm. I like to find comfortable molds and then get more of them and then find the stabilities where they work in. But so, that's so hard to do with yes. other brands. I think the so biggest thing, different. the molds themselves each disc has one mold right i'm gonna say that out loud again each disc has one mold unlike other companies where they make multiple they go we have 40 machines and we need to do whatever right it's our, like let's our make disc, 10 molds of the same disc exactly so right. our molds don't change from machine to machine they all go in the same way the plastic gets injected the only way you can tell a different machine uh was used that day and this is so freaking cool and that's what i love about working at a manufacturer is the way that the plastic pools into the disc. So right. you've seen some Lone Star right. discs where it looks like it has an atomic symbol? Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. that's machine three. Uh, you've seen some discs where it's got this real big ripple effect where it's kind of like a bunch of circles that come out? That's machine one, right? Each right. of them fills differently, but it doesn't change the fact that the mold has stayed the same. So that allows us right. to really get creative and go, okay, um, I love, like we were talking about Discmania earlier, when people are like, this line of PDs in this plastic uh, in winter of 2007, they were more stable, right? So that's where that comes from. It's the same mold, but it was just run at a different time. And I told, we've always talked about consistency. Now you can't change weather, right? right. If we make a disc and it's 10 degrees outside and we make a disc and it's 110, they're going to be slightly different um, right. in the way that they cool, not in the way yes. that they're molded. Um, with that point being said, like you said, I can have a MIDI that's going to fly the same exact way, whether it was made in the winter, the summer, machine one, machine five, all because it comes from the same mold, which is so cool. Because again, hey, we have infinite placement order for, you know, uh, let's call it 10,000 discs, and they're all MIDIs. You go, okay, run that machine. Just run it all day long. Yeah. How many molds can you make? It doesn't matter. We could keep pressing it out. We have material. We have the mold. We have the machine. 
So even if we only had one machine, we're not running into the same industry standard issue. Everybody thinks the machines are the issue where they go, oh, yeah, you know, they just can't keep up. Well, it's more so they're running out of plastic. Right, right, right. And most companies have been very transparent about that. So it makes me yes. really like the fact that people are like, well, they just don't have the molds for it. And they don't have enough machines like, no, they everybody has said they've said it out loud. It's just we a don't shortage. have plastic. <laughs> I think that's the big thing is in a time where you can go to I would I would consider them to be the jocks of the disc golf world. So you would assume they would have the best sports equipment. Right. I'm not going to name names of what company. But you look at them, and you go, wow, you got the faces of your company. Everybody's fit. Everybody's looking good. They're super competitive. And then you find out from their dealers that they can't get plastic or it's in a limited quantity and you can't select what plastic it is. And meanwhile, I get a disc unlimited or an infinite or a local shop or this person or that person who goes, I need a thousand discs tomorrow. And we go, Bleh. <laughs> and you there go, it is. Okay. There it yeah. is. Oh, you wanted to order six midis and then 106 warbirds and then 2006 BB6s. Got it. Okay, Got it. we can run that, like, no problem. Um, that's been a huge portion of why we have been so explosive this year, is we've, right. we've just put, we've built, we've built our company on a foundation of stone and are moving up, while everybody else is like, we weren't prepared for 2019 to 2020. Essentially, we started off with everything we already needed, because we knew what we were going to need moving forward. Um, right, right. Which is amazing. Um, and so... We kind of went back and forth. I, I'm kind of going back. I've had I've had this question in my mind for a while, but I wanted to ask it. Mm -hmm. um, so have you, I know um, that you all get pretty creative, right? Yes. I mean, that's just part of being in the game. Um, mm -hmm. Disc golfers are creative. We, we get creative shots and everything. Well, I have a creative mind. So I have a question. <laughs> <laughs> which is have you he has ever no creativity on the disc golf course None yeah whatsoever. what um you just admitted it creative mind not a creative disc golf game there's one you know there is, his mind there is, is going so much he doesn't have time to think about what he's throwing that, now that's very true um yeah. uh have you ever tried um merging the plastics together um in this fashion that I'm asking is, I've never seen it done, is like the glow swirl. Okay. I haven't seen it done, and I don't know if it can be done. Glow swirl? Yes. Glow like swirl. color swirl. It's like color swirl, but... Okay. Yeah, yeah. You would, you would not believe how... Uh, if I use the term rudimentary, because I know you like words that start with R. Mm-hmm. On, an, on a very basic level, this is. And then, so people go, wow, this Bravo plastic is so swirly. It's because of the Bravo that they use. Or this Alpha plastic is really see-through because of the Alpha plastic. Right. It doesn't actually have to do with that. The beads and both plastics are clear. You right. Can, you can it's, shine a light straight through them. It's the colors that we add into... It's the dye that you add into the beads. So it's actually just beads. It's not even dye. People think that it's like disc oh, you dye, just, right? You just or add like, different color beads then? You can add different color. Like, it's the same way that the other manufacturers, Discraft, for example, beautiful swirls. Discraft right. has really beautiful swirls. MVP, yes. the way that their injection points work and everything spreads out, makes those beautiful, like, pleats in the yes. disc. Gorgeous. Right. Our, our machines and the way that we do our plastic injection creates our different swirls. We actually did a run. So, again... This was kind of a little funny thing that we did because we were getting creative. 
Terry decided one day that he wanted to make color glow discs. I'm sorry, we have to call them glow colored. Okay, glow, co- or glow colored. Whatever. Right. Well, yeah, color, colored glow. Uh, <laughs> colored glow, not trademarked. Yeah, Hashtag. exactly. Yeah, hashtag <laughs> colored glow. The ED matters. Um, right. And so he made these discs, right? And for like two weeks, we just ran glow in colors. Well, what this did was confuse everybody because we, I was like, Terry, we have to make an announcement. He's like, okay, go ahead. So I got a bunch of penny putters and I laid them out in a rainbow and a color glow discs. Wow. Now you can get glow in every color. Well, now this confuses everybody because we had previous runs of discs that were non-glow that were semi-see-through with color added. Right. And you go, well, how do I know which one's glow? Uh, well, there's a G marked on the inside. And they go, well, what if somebody wipes it off with alcohol? And then I don't know if it's glow. So we had that run, and now it's rare because we stopped doing it. Right. Right? But the concept is still the same. If we added, uh, say, like a, a cloud gray or a white into a, a, a glow disc, I have discs in my garage that are glow that have blue swirls right. in the glow. The okay. problem is that the pigment of the color blocks the light that transmits through the glow plastic that's which what makes I would it not want. glow as bright that's that's what i want you want it not to glow as bright right i want patterns okay <laughs> okay the, the, i want glowing patterns the whole disc doesn't okay. have to glow i'd be fine with a glow rim all right well i mean let's but, let's talk about like like the radiation symbol for example exactly like that, that, something that like that machine that is, you have that does that exactly. and only the radiation symbol is glowing yeah. that's, oh, that that's where my mind went and i'm just like now here's where I offer machine you some three. advice. All right, machine three, yeah, just, machine three, just kick it out. All right, <laughs> yeah, get to work. <laughs> that's so funny. I, well, so that's the thing is like, we could do that, right? Yeah. And it would, could be a special run, but it doesn't make sense to run that in mass because just you want it. And I think that's been the learning process for us is we trying to figure poll. out. <laughs> yeah, that's good to say. Twitter, Twitter poll coming up right now. How many? <laughs> how many you gotta out, have? <laughs> how many? I mean. It? How many retweets? <laughs> I think that's, yeah, right. Let's see. Hmm. One, two. Terry, you still here? How many retweets for this? Yeah, I don't, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Terry's actually not a fan of Twitter. Uh, well, I don't think I've ever seen He Terry doesn't on have Twitter. to go on Twitter to see it. I he can doesn't have to shot the retweets. He just, yeah, he just, needs, he just needs to give me a number. That's, <laughs> that's I can true. totally go make 400 Smurf accounts. It's fine. So the biggest thing in all of that is, you know, you brought up, you said, well, I would be fine if it just glowed in the rim. There's actually been studies and real world. This is what my cousin, he works in our shipping department. Love him to death. He has a saying that doesn't really make any sense, but makes all the sense at the same time. And that is, it doesn't matter. It's in the past. Nothing matters. that's in the past. And I go, wow, that's great. If you're trying to get through trauma or like, you want to forget about something, but it's also terrible if you don't know that history tends to repeat itself. And so I don't know if you remember MVP's reactor plastic was initially in the rim of the disc. Everyone hated it. They thought it was the cheapest gimmick in the world. Yeah, so Terry also has a saying where he says, well, well if, if I, I was in charge, charge, and I am, and I always go back to him and I say, well, if I was in charge, and I'm not, because <laughs> he makes all the decisions. Uh, but now you might have just started something, because this is how Terry's brain works. Is he goes, You're welcome. Well, this guy said it, so now we're going to do it. Uh, At least just is- send me one. Just just <laughs> send me one. I... I, I, I it, it, Two. I'll put one on okay. the wall, and it'll just glow there. So well, if have to you send added, four, because no. that means I'll need two. <laughs> if you added, you know, if we'll go on a little yeah. brainstorm, I'll allow my brain to trickle down this path. Okay, if you let's added go. a small amount, and I mean a very small amount, just enough that it would fill a swirl or fill something, right. you could make a design, but you could not 
force it to pool up in a way that it would right. be like how you're imagining. Like I couldn't make it mold into a perfect. No, that's anything. perfect. That's that's exactly like what I would want. Um... <laughs> you're essentially just dying a disc before a disc dyer can die it for you. Oh god. How many discs could a disc Here dyer die if a dyer could die discs? Could you imagine if a disc dyer got a hold right. of a press machine? No, just just right. know. Th th So think about it like this. Oh um, goodness. And it comes out and like, you know, bursts in. Mm -hmm. Imagine just the outside or the inside of that being glow. Like the way that it feels. So you could do half of the disc in color and then the other half of the injection in glow. Grabs disc off bedroom wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, got to. But yeah, like, would that not be just cool to see flying through the air? That would be super cool to see flying through the air. Especially at night. I don't know. I don't, play, I don't play a lot of glow rounds. So well, neither do I, but I'll start. What's but funny I mean, is they make glow stickers for that, where like exactly what he said, you just put the same. sticker on, but it, it's not the same. It's yeah, not, you want to be able to same. use the glow. It's not the same. It's just one of those things where it's like, if it it it, it could be revolutionary. Arr. Who needs gyro when you could be revolutionary? Exactly. Is that the new campaign slogan for Lone Star yeah. 2023? Remember the Alamo. It was revolutionary. That's our... It's very long. Just oh, my God. Hang on. You so got to be careful with that. You know, you got to be careful with that. It's like, wait, wait. <laughs> How There's many... RTH. A, <laughs> a lot of people in the country are going to be like, the Alamo was not a good time in the country. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Being, a, being a Texan... Right, well, I'm not actually from Texas. I'm from Chicago. <laughs> So I'm being from a Texan. Hey, hey, he lives in Texas now, though. It's fine. Yeah, I'm honorary. I've been here for 10 years. Um, and so uh, it's awesome. funny to hear, like, you know, Texas history because it's so diverse in so many different ways. And you hear about the Alamo and you hear about this and you hear about that. And it's just like uh, it's it's amazing that we can represent a state. Right. I've heard things from people up in the Pacific Northwest where they're like, well, you know, uh, somebody said to me, they said, well, you know, it's a Texas-based company. And I was like, what is the, the place where we chose the... Listen, right. if Why there were no matter? lines, if there were no lines between any of the states and we were just the United States of America, would it matter where it was produced, right? Right. And then I, and then I proceeded to tell them, well, have fun finding your Washington state manufacturer. Congratulations. Yes. Look, well, you know what? This, <laughs> this you don't is, have <laughs> We're going to have to talk about it. You know, at some point in time, I can't throw Lone Star discs because I live in the TriStar state, so... Yep, see, that's, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. We, but you know, look, you know what's kind of cool? All right. This is Tennessee twos, and then you got the Lone Star. So technically, it is the three star. It's the tri -star well, I, I, I laugh at that because it, you just go, if we thought about that, about everything, right? Right. Would you buy, would you buy a Ford or a Toyota or whatever? Tennessee doesn't have a disc manufacturer. California nope. barely has a disc manufacturer. I don't think people in Michigan are going, Oh, I really need to throw that. Yeah, you know, I think Michigan's MVP and Discraft, and you go, or, or maybe they're Wisconsin, whatever. And you just go, okay, so we have the second largest state in the United States only because we bought a bunch of ice. <laughs> you know, Sorry, right? I can't. I can't get over the shade you just threw to. California barely has a disco. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Did I let my personal feelings slip out on that one, or? I'm so happy he feels the way we do. I'm so happy. There's, there's oh a lot of things. There's a lot of things in this industry that are that are that are just you have to have clairvoyance on. 
And one of the things that I get to take pride in at the end of the day, and it got brought up in a feed, you know, talking with another manufacturer, I'm always trying to work with everybody. Yeah, because yeah. I believe that disc golf as a whole, we can all come up together and bring the entire sport up if we work together. Right. There's no reason why I should hold any grudges against any other manufacturer, right? Why Davey is he Crockett. saying Davy Crockett? Is that the name of the next disc? Oh, Tennessee Volunteer, okay. right? Yep. The Coonskin right. hat. Yeah, that's right. I actually owned one of those when I was a kid. I had no idea where it came from. <laughs> it's um, probably best you don't know. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So there, there is many more, many much more questions. Um, I'm here. That I have. Uh, we've already been going for two hours, and I just want to thank you because this has been an awesome podcast. But I, well, this no, has absolutely. been super fun. Um. When I told you I could be on for as long as you need me and I could talk to whoever, yeah, I wasn't fine. Well, this is, wait, this yeah, I was like, you chose the right place. This is yeah. this is where you need and to of be. Course, I, um, I'm really okay to continue going. So yes. Okay. Um. <laughs> so if all right, I'm gonna put this down. That way I can focus. <laughs> all right. There's a lot of attention. I'm gonna take focus on this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Got to focus my yeah, T here. Focus. Quick. Yeah, I was yeah. to say, yeah. All right. If you have one disc, okay. all right, one disc out of your lineup, out of your bag right now, that you are going to tell the world about to try from Lone Star. This is from your personal experience out of your bag. You know what it is. 100%. I've been talking about it the whole time. <laughs> okay. you, you can guess what yeah. disc it is. <laughs> well, I, it, no, I, All right. I have, I have a better question. I, I, have, I have a good modification to this. How about this? Okay. It's the armadillo. I knew you <laughs> okay. was going to say that. But I, so, so I needed to, I needed to change it. Modify. So in, in, instead of this, how about, how, about, how about this? This is what we're going to do. We know all these companies, especially, you know, the big five or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them. They, they all, almost all of them have some sort of a starter set. Now, you yes. guys don't really do base plastic, right? No. Yeah, all of our um, plastic's premium grade. So, obviously, this is going to be a more expensive starter set because it's premium plastic. But if you were to pick, a, you know, a, a starter question. set, a, a driver, mm-hmm. a mid-range, and a putter, whether that's a throwing putter, putting putter, whatever you think, you know, if this is, if you're new to disc golf, and you're going to choose a starter set from us. If you were to build this starter set and package mm-hmm. it, box it as an actual set, what would you choose? Wait, I want to choose. Can I choose? You choose. Let's okay. let's hear what he's got. Guadalupe as the driver. Ooh, Midi that's as a good the one. mid, and the penny putter Ooh. as the putter. So what's funny is you were one disc off of our actual starter set, and then we're making another starter set because right, we made because some it's not the Guadalupe. It's the mockingbird. The mockingbird. So now, me personally, I love um, to to brag on other companies before I brag on my own because I told you guys I would do that. I would be unbiased. Right, you're the – I mean, yeah. Yeah. So I love the idea of Dynamics starter set, right? Mm -hmm. Neutral putter, neutral mid, neutral fairway that's higher speed. You can use those three discs your entire game. Yeah. Same, Same thing with ours. We have the penny putter laser straight putter right you can putt with it it's beadless most people prefer to not have a bead in the way when they putt midi is overstable but not overbearing overstable right it's controllable and then the mockingbird dude you're talking easy distance i still utilize that disc for a ton of shots because it is so shot shapeable 
Now, my personal starter set would have to be a jackrabbit Ooh. or an armadillo. Again, putting with a thumb track putter for is not yeah. for anybody. Um, and yeah. so I like the penny, but if I want to mix things up, I love the penny. I actually putt with pennies still. I like the jackrabbit or the penny putter, either or. Uh, and then the Texas Ranger. That mid, holy crap, dude. When we made that, it was... I remember coming into work and Travis is, Travis is our happy-go-lucky, like, hey, man, how's it going? You know, he's always, like, right, yeah. in kind of, like, that kind of, like, he's very aloof, right? He's very, like, free-flowing. Um, I like him already. Travis, Travis, yeah, Travis is awesome. So he walks up to me and he goes, dude, Hofstra. <laughs> he's like, this mid, dude, you got to try it. And I was like, oh, it's, like, super beef, huh? Like, he goes, no, man. He's like, you just throw it? It's laser straight i went out and i threw it the first time i threw it i was like i'm back in love with disc golf again right. i was like literally that oh, disc that like reignited that flame i was just laser straight it'll fade off a little bit to the right and then it'll come back left it's torque resistant it feels amazing in the hand on a backhand or a forehand so overall the texas ranger would have to be the mid-range and then the lariat oh my god if you have not tried a lariat it will revolutionize your game it is truly a one fade nine speed disc just like the man. just like the Texas Ranger, you throw it super hard, super flat. It'll kind of coast up, hold over, and then slowly fade back to the center. It is amazing. I love that disc. So that would be my three. It would be Penny or Jackrabbit. You choose, right? Then you go with the Texas Ranger and a Lariat. So I'm sure we're going to be adding a couple different starter sets. We'll probably right. make one that's more overstable, more understable. We'll make one for beginners, juniors, women, whatever you want. Yep. Yeah, um, I mean, that's that's fine. I, I mean, I wanted yeah. to know what you would throw, though. Yeah, yeah. I personally, yeah, I personally, Penny, Ranger, Lariat. If I had those three discs, I can beat ninety-five percent of the guys that are out there with just those three discs. Right. Uh, just imagine the color glow swirl. Um, <laughs> but, how did we get back here? Oh, no, no, I'm no, sorry. No, wait, 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 wait. Colored, colored uh, EV glow. matters. Colored glow. Yeah. EV yeah. matters. If only yeah. Roman Both in was our. Sponsor. I was going to say, both in disc golf and in, in male life. male life. Yeah. RomanSwipes.com. Oh my god. Free shout out. <laughs> it reminds um, me of the Pat, I don't know Revolutionary.com? I mean, y'all watch that? Yeah. The Pat McAfee show, I think they do a really good job. I don't know if you've ever watched that. He's, a, he's yeah, an yeah, old yeah. kicker yeah. for the Colts. Oh, no. I, like, I literally have watched every single episode. Every I listen to it every day. Okay, so the, the, the pod, I love the way that they lead into it. They're like, and if you're struggling with this, yeah. you get what, yeah, so trust me. Yep. So that any when you said the ED matters the first time, that's immediately where I went. So at least we're on the same page. <laughs> oh um, my goodness! Nathan in chat says the Mockingbird is my all-time favorite driver. I say now the Texas Ranger would be a great mid, then the Dillo for sure. I beat my friends at a Berg off, slightly more glide, but still, <laughs> I yes. approach or sometimes drive with the Dillo all the time. I tell you all what, I'm a I'm a big meathead, right? So I don't my finesse again. I'm like Brody Smith without a, an ultimate career. So I'm just a big, blocky, stocky guy, right? I don't have as much finesse as the rest of them. I love using an armadillo because while everybody's like, I'm going to throw like a nine speed and try to like get it up here. I just throw the bur the bur I just throw the armadillo as hard as I can and it goes laser flat, <laughs> laser straight for forever. The yep. Berg, wow. the, the, I tell everybody, I said, if you love the Berg, you're going to love the armadillo and you're going to bag both. And they go, why? The Berg crashes, right? The Berg fades hard. It's made for that. It's supposed to be yeah. just like a brick. The armadillo is the same. Oh, jeez. Uh-oh. You my, got a broken my... berg. No, well, it, it just goes straight, and then it just, like, 
is it a K3 or is it a, what is it? It's a K1. Oh, it's soft, right? K1 soft. Mm -mm, I no. remember I didn't like the soft. Oh, I was yeah, like, Ooh, that's it's right. too gummy. His bird yeah. does not have ED. It's yeah. maybe I well, so my <laughs> my reason so again we, freaking funny <laughs> it will be overlooked <laughs> yeah. for the rest of this no no, okay. no ed no ed on my but so for me my my whole game plan because I don't throw as hard as a lot of people so the reason I get better distance than a lot of people is the spin rate I yeah. have very good spin rate and so that's why the bird doesn't fade for me as hard as it would for sense. most people because when I put he a lot came down the first time I, I this is one story that that do not let this go to your head you hear me. And, um, yeah, throwing 500 I'm, feet. I'm, yeah, for, for, for starters, I am so much better than I was that time that I was out with him. But so when he comes it's not going to fill my head. The very first time that, uh, and I take him to this open course. It's got like 23s on 18 holes. So, um, <laughs> and it's up and down hills. Got good elevation. Whatever. Uh, for the people that are local, two rivers, you'll know. Um, we go out there and. I'm throwing these discs, and they're just going. They're doing what they're supposed to, and he's throwing, like, the same speed, and they're just going straighter, you know, far, straighter. It's, I'm just like, why? Your discs are just coming out. Like, you do not look like you're throwing that hard, and it's just the spin that you could see that he oh, was yeah. generating made so much difference. So I was like, I don't understand how to do that. It's a science, man. It is. So I was only throwing, like, 350 tops. And I don't know what we we did a doubles tournament, and then after yep. the doubles tournament, the next week, next day, we went the out. The very next day, we went out to one of the big. Long and I was just like, I gotta figure area. out what to do. And uh, we got all the way to hole eighteen, and he was like, "Try this." I tried it. It was, that was a 450 foot smash. Just like Jeez. I mean, it was. It's a downhill hole, but it, it I is. Know, the difference regardless see, is still yeah the but it was the first time that i'd ever actually got the disc i could see that i got the disc up to speed you know what yeah. i mean like that's you people underestimate was, that so there's two factors in everyone's throw yes inertia and speed yeah. right Fl flick plays a part into all of that right i am an inertia thrower i'm a big dumb uh, right right kind of put it's hard for me to generate snap right I have to intentionally kind of have that tip of the whip thing that the guy from Innova always talks about uh, and go out there and make I sure. I completely that... disagree with, but okay. Yes. And I go, okay, so I have to whip it to spin it. My, my body is just not designed. This wrist does not work that way. Sinjin, who is the again, graphics designer, VP, whatever, has the same similar build as me, right? He's, he's tall. He's a bigger guy. Yeah. This dude puts the most snap. Right. He's like, I'm like ah, like every time you spin, it's like it'll spin and like over rotate, and I'm like, how are you that, doing that? That, that was one of the things. Like that was one of his comments that first time that we went out to play is because the you know the disc literally snaps out of my hand. You hear the physical 100%. you know click, mm -hmm. and he is like, how do you do that? And I'm like, oh, but so for him when we went out and and we were just like he just wasn't getting the distance that he wanted, and you know we could tell he was unsatisfied, and I was like. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I pulled out my phone, we did a slow motion of it, and we broke it down, and I was like, you see when you get right here, right, and you've got your arm, and you're just pulling it, and then yep. you're going, you're throwing it like this, right, you're yep. coming around, you're not necessarily rounding, you're not, you're not going like this, yes. but you're getting to here, and then mm -hmm. you're throwing it like that. 
tuck that elbow in, bring it in, drive 100%. it through your body, and instantly this his spin rate doubled. You know what else they teach you that in? Baseball. That's why baseball players is an unfair advantage in disc golf. Hot take. I don't <laughs> listen, I don't I'm I am oh, are you a baseball player? I am targeted in that and I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> I can tell you this. I can tell you this. It makes sense though. I think it is easier for a both starting at 800 rated. I think it is easier for a baseball player to go from 800 to 900 rated faster than it is an ultimate disc player. I can just, see that. Just based on the fact that a baseball player understands your body levers, how they yep. work, release angle, all of that stuff plays a major factor in your swing and in your throw in baseball, whereas ultimate, yes, it also plays a factor, but I feel like the applied power is a lot greater in baseball than it is in ultimate. Yes, and the so here's the biggest thing that I will mention in terms of those two sports and how they work out. Baseball is 100% related to repeatability. Yes. Whereas Ultimate Frisbee, Ultimate, you know, whatever you want to, it's so adaptable. That's yes. the whole point. You have to be adaptable. Throw from any angle, any time. I was going to say, a scramble player, Brody Smith, when he first went out there, the reason why the dude was impressing everybody the first year on tour, because he's like, I'll just like uh, scuba it in from like a hundred feet. That's yeah, fine. Exactly. So the adaptability. <laughs> okay. Now yeah. the problem is, is that the adaptability does not translate in that repeatability when you get to higher levels. 100%. Whereas as for me at like being, when I was training how to hit and I was getting really good, my coach, my hitting coach was a Boston, a former Boston Red Sox catcher. Right. Yeah. And we, you did, you did the simple things. It wasn't much. You'd, take a couple videos of your swing in slow motion. You pinpoint the two, three things you don't want to do and fix them. And you always overcorrect them to create muscle memory because muscle memory is everything. And there's no muscle memory in, in ultimate because the whole goal is to be able to throw the it well unpredictable. from any. Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. That makes a lot of but, sense. Yeah. yeah. Whereas where I come from and I, you know, whether it was football, basketball, baseball, I played all of the big three and all of them are repeatability. When you're shooting a ball, where are you getting mm -hmm. that that consistent stroke every single time? Well, do I need to tuck my elbow more? And whatever it is, when you're throwing a football, it's the same thing. It's yep. it, you, the whole sport is built around repeatability, and disc golf is no different. Yep, hundred percent. It's true. Now I do want to go back in chat. We've done this several times, but no, you're um, good. It, so I keep so we keep I, every time that she comments, I just like there's always something else that we're talking about, and I just feel like I'm ignoring her, and I'm not. So Faith uh, Colbert, <laughs> I'm very sorry, but um, she had several things to say. Uh, mm -hmm. Like the Lariat was her favorite disc. Um, she thought that the Texas Ranger is probably compared to the OS Buzz or the Buzz mm -hmm. OS. Um, do you? I don't know about you, but have you ever thrown a Buzz OS? So I can tell you. Um, she is comparing it to a buzz that is more overstable. Think four claw buzz. Oh, an overstable buzz. Yeah. So a buzz, a buzz OS, OS would be a, oh, that'd be a mini all day, okay. right? So I, I tell people I am the encyclopedia or thesaurus of discs when it comes to people walking up to the booth and they go, "Hey man, I've been throwing the Latitude sixty four, yeah. yeah, or yeah, whatever. What can you? What's a you know? What's an Orion LS in this plastic? You're like, oh, okay. Uh, let me think about that because right. I don't ever throw Millennium. But uh, for that example, yeah, it does fly very eerily similar to like a four claw buzz, where you can really jam on it and it's torque resistant. It'll hover a little bit to the right, 
but then it'll always slowly fade back left. So right. um, I love that in a negative one one. You don't want uh, your typical <clears throat> negative one one mid ranges are ultra flippy, and I can't stand that because it's yeah. not a true negative one one at that point. It's just going to turn over. Right. So because they fly negative one one out of the box, but after you know a week or two, 100%. it's a negative two zero or a negative two one, negative two point five one, whatever it is. Because yeah. I mean that's that's the MD three that I have in my bag, which I bag it because it's flippier than most because I use it for that kind of shot but the official numbers on that is you know like 5402 officially it is a mm-hmm. 55 negative 21 in my bag. oh yeah 100 percent. no no i right. agree now, speaking yeah speaking of your encyclop- encyclopedic knowledge of discs do you want to play a game oh i love games all right all right have you, you, you ever like get on like TikTok or Instagram or any of these like weird where people do short videos, you're talking about how you've, you've done that kind of stuff in the past. You mean like every day of my life where yeah, I spend hours on TikTok and it eats away at my soul. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, you know, you like, you get into these Yay! games where it's like, all right, you, you have like, you have, um, 30 seconds to name this football player and you yes. get as many guesses as you want, you know, be as specific as you can at the end of it, you have to guess it, or if you can guess it before, all right, we're going to do the same thing with you. We're going to modify it slightly, okay? We're both going to have a disc. It's going to be 60 seconds. You can ask any basically yes or no question. Okay. That's going to be the, the general rule. This is exciting. Um, yep. And so be, be as specific as you can. So, like, for example, if, if he's going to, you know, ask me something, I'm going to start generally by brand more often mm-hmm. than not, right? We're just going to discraft. No. Innova. Yes. Yeah. All right. Midrange. No. Fairway driver. No. Okay. Distance driver. Yes. And do that. You have 60 seconds, and then you got to guess the disc either before that. If you get to 60 seconds, you have one narrowing question, and then you have to guess it after that. Now, okay, the so one it's not thing, a physical thing. No. Okay. So it's just your. This is just based on your encyclopedic knowledge of discs. All right. All right. All right. Because you've already bragged about it a couple of times, so I got to put yes. you to the test. We, we literally then, go to the pro shop. Side side note: We literally go to the pro shop, and we will put discs behind our backs and hand oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. each other and go. What disc is this? And you have to go, okay, this is a this, yeah. this is this speed. So trust me. It's, a, yeah. it's like that, but now, except you're doing it with words <laughs> now instead of, of field. Yeah, <laughs> but now you're doing it with that. words instead, instead of the field. It's all, right, now, all the, of this without any of that. Same, without same. any of these. Yes. Yeah. Same, but I hate that comment. I, I always hate it. Like when, when people post on their Instagram two pictures of themselves and they're the exact same picture and one of them's looking this way and the other one, they change their eyes to this direction and you're like, they're like, same, but different. And I'm Plus, like... <laughs> No, it's the same. My favorite one is actually the the new TikTok trend with Kendrick Lamar. It goes, 1,855 days I've been going through something. And it's always like some white girl with Starbucks where like she got a haircut. And you're like, you've been going through nothing. Right. <laughs> you got a haircut. Right. Like you There's literally don't know what something you. is. Yeah, I've been going through something. This was All a right. chai tea latte and not a frappe. That was the difference. All right, so the only difference to this game is if you guess it right, I'm going to tell you. If you guess it wrong, I'm going to tell you what the disc okay. is. And the last thing I want you to do after that is give me a Lone Star disc that somebody who likes that disc can try. Ooh, I like this. Okay. Because that means you won't choose any quasi-weirdo stuff where you're like, it was a paradox the whole time. You've never thrown a negative four zero disc in your life? Right. <laughs> like, no. I mean, my first one's kind of weird, but it's, oh, it's a good one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to get 60 seconds on the clock here. You let me know whenever you're ready, and I'll count you down from three. Okay, so I'm asking you, like, 
like manufacturers and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Everything. And you okay, can cool. you can be specific too. Like yeah, any when you, speed, you get it down, you're like, like, like is okay. it a twelve speed? Yes. No. Is it understable? Yes. You know that I can. I will give Ooh, you I'm... any yes or no related to. Ooh, the Ooh, this is gonna be so much fun. All right. Yeah. Ready. All right. Three, two, one, go. Is it produced in America? Yes. Is it produced in a northern state? Yes. Is it Discraft? Yes. Is it a fairway driver? Yes. Wow, you're on a roll. Is it a seven speed? No. Oh, is it an eight speed? Yes. Is it an undertaker? No. Is it, oh, eight speed. Is it a passion? No. Is it a five glide? Now I may maybe I don't have an encyclopedia of knowledge here. Eight I know, speed. I know you're gonna this you, craft. When you hear it, one. you're gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, I missed that." You got 15 seconds. Eight speed. Is it overstable? No. Is it okay? So it's understable. Is it understable? Stable. Is it is it neutral? Okay. A it's neutral, neutral to understable. Eight speed, and it's not a passion. All right, that's time. You get one okay. more narrowing question, and then a guess. Golly, is it anyone's uh, signature disc? I'll give you another one because I don't know off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm probably not going to know it. Um, I would, I would have to look. I'm not sure. They have so many, so many signatures this year, and I don't remember them all. I'm pretty sure it's not though. Man, why is everybody sending me messages right now? <laughs> They're trying. To if you guys are, if you guys are in chat and you have a guess, put it in there. Yes. Eight speed, stable discraft, not a okay. passion. I'll give you one more stat. It's a four glide. Four glide. Eight four. Eight four. It's not a zombie. No, that okay. was that was a good guess though. Well, it's like you said it was quasi weird, so I was like, okay. Yeah. Stalker. Well, I didn't say that. Nope. It's a stalker seven stalker? speed. Ah, Stalker's a seven speed. Dang it. It's a mantis. Oh, oh god, that's so good. <laughs> Eight four negative two two. And there I you go, Johnny. Mantis... Johnny in chat got it. Very nice, Johnny. I believe the mantis is someone's signature disc. It could or be. It was supposed to be. Or maybe it was last year that it was. I just don't. Yeah. know. I know Yuli had some uh, last year or two years ago. Man, I nailed all the. <laughs> I was like, I was like, it's not a passion, a stable. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. was like, so wow. it's. That's why it's stable to understable because negative yeah. two, but the two fades st stables it out. It's like a Valkyrie, a slower Valkyrie. Yes, yeah, um, that was a good one. That was but, a good uh, one. yeah. So Mantis, I my favorite disc is the Mantis, but I'm really really pining to throw a Lone Star. What should I try? Uh, from what I can tell, is a Guadalupe. It's one speed slower, has a little bit more glide, but it has that negative two two. For your snap, I would get it in Alpha Plastic, which Ooh. is a stiffer blend of plastic for for spin drivers okay for guys that are like me that are inertia drivers bravo plastic is typically more overstable okay but for spin i would get it in alpha if i was you in higher weight because you're going to be trying to spin that thing up like the moon and if you guys yeah. know anything rotational inertia the more snap you have the higher weight disc you need because it'll actually slow it down quicker which makes it more stable right yeah i can't i can't throw uh I can't throw anything under 172, I think, is the lowest I can throw and yeah. get the result. Usually it's 175. 100%. All right. So. Take two. 
Hey, I'm two. ready. All right. Um, my phone died, so I don't have a stopwatch. <laughs> um, I had to pull Chad up over here on this. Daniel phone. doesn't have a stopwatch on his phone. Oh, he's he got he it. That's who he did. So I, okay. I'm like, I'm gonna need you to do that, and I got you. Uh, yeah. All right. Man. Okay. I uh, won't show you the time though, because. Let me Day tell you five. what, it's nerve-wracking when oh, you see is. the time it is. just clicking down. It just, your brain turns to pudding. I love Scattergories, <laughs> the game, the board game, right? Scattergories, but then you've got that annoying all clicker. Over my monitor. Golly. Uh, yeah, when you said put, pudding is just that word. I, pudding. <laughs> all right, I'm Cosmo. I'm yeah. sorry. Okay, I'm ready. Are you ready? You count yes. us down. All right. I'll, three, I'll just, two... One, go. Okay, is it manufactured in North America? Yes. Okay. Are they made in California? Yes. Dang, I'm on a roll with these initial questions. Okay. Uh, is it a bird? No. Oh, okay. Is it a robot? No. Is it an animal? Yes. Okay. Uh, is it a fairway? Yes. Is it a seven-speed? No. Is it a six-speed? Yes. Is it a whippet? No. Oh, uh, uh six-speed Innovas. What are you doing to me? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I think uh, I know okay. what it is. Is it a cheetah? Yes. Okay. You got Ooh. it. Holy crap. Very nice. That was I, I had to bring it out. That was my very first disc ever. Yeah. Cheetah. I think I think everyone's first well, a leopard. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking. I was thinking I was like six-speed. And yeah. it's an animal. Yeah, I was like uh, leopard and cheetah. That's the yep. only things that came to no, mind. When you like said whip it, I was like, that was the last one I thought he was gonna say. <laughs> I was like, that's such a good guess. Again, that's impressive I, that you pulled that out. Yeah. Again, you guys, I told you the encyclopedia. I know every little thing. Someone messaged me the other day said, you know, Hofstra, if you came out with a whip it, I think that'd be your high selling disc. I was like, nobody <laughs> knows what a whip it is. <laughs> like, Unless no. it's on the wrong side of the tracks. I mean, yes. it's different. Oh my goodness, <laughs> yeah. Unless you're from over there, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> whip it. Um, I, I don't have a stopwatch, but Daniel, Daniel, would you like to go? I have another one. Sure, but first... I mean, what what would be? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, what would be the cheetah to a leopard of or a cheetah? Cheetah. That's a six five negative two two. Six, is that what that four, one is? Negative two one. Negative two one. Okay, so that that one you're right in between. Um, a mockingbird mm-hmm. is going to be the closest fairway driver to it, but also a BB six if you want something that's slower. So that's a Ooh. five five negative two one. Okay. So it's going to be a little bit slower. So if you have a slower arm speed. Um, literally a BB six looks like we took a mockingbird and we just shaved the sharp edges of it has the same amount of dome. So is it kind of like a trident then, uh, the Uh, way, the way that it's got the, like the flattish side around. So if I was to compare it to another disc, it would be close to like a disc craft sole. Okay. Okay. So kind of that flatter edge all the way around still keeps the dome for the understability. So, um, a, Mockingbird would be the closest in a seven speed, and a BB six would be the closest in a five speed. Nice, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. You have the privilege of watching your own stopwatch. Oh gosh, don't remind me. I don't want it. 
Ooh. I'm on fire, baby. I don't like it. All right. So this one, this one I'm going to go, but we'll still want a, a disc comparison for the end of this. Yes. Uh, Is it? But, uh, it's probably a weird one, huh? Because you like the weird ones. I don't know. He's he's giving it to me. I have to guess this time. So who knows what's going on? Oh, you're right. guessing. I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. We'll see. This he has much. Exciting. He's he's the more encyclopedic knowledge of discs than I am. Okay. I, I struggle depending on the brand. This is very exciting. <laughs> All right. And. Go. Discmania. No. Discraft. No. Innova. No. Uh, subsidiary of any of the major brands? No. Mm. Okay. Uh, MVP? No. Uh, Lone Star? Yes. Oh, gosh. Uh, driver? Yes. Distance? Yes. Oh, gosh. You're just, you're just trying to hurt me, aren't you? <laughs> this, is, this is pain. This is not fair. Uh, overstable? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, da -da 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 -da. Is that the Warbird? Nope. Oh, I don't know which other one's overstable off the top of my head. I uh, had it wrote down before the pod, it, so just so you know, it just worked out. Is it the curl? No. Is that is that understable or? Yeah, it's, mm, it's stable. understable-ish. Oh, what about the Bowie? Yes. It D's <laughs> the Bowie. Very nice. The most comparable disc that we have to a Bowie is, in fact, the Bowie. Just oh, that's you. amazing. Yeah. So I was like, I didn't want to say nothing because he was like, comparison at the end. I was like, well, that's not right. If I tell you it's Lone Star, then it's that's yeah, like 15 seconds. Yeah, see, I don't. So I don't. I actually like when I'm first looking at brands, I try not to look at flight numbers too much because they yeah. don't generally match up very well for me. Oh, Lord. Don't Intel, even get me started. Until I start looking for like specific flight paths. And then if I'm looking for a, a flight path, I'll start looking at numbers and trying to find reviews and videos and how people throw it. That's the only time. So I don't even know any of your stabilities off the top of my head. Like, well, I can tell you, this is the one good thing, right? I'm, I'm a big fan of companies not making multiple, right? Um, right. I, w I was previously a huge trilogy fan. And so the best part about these companies being big like conglomerates, right? is right. the fact that Innova and Discmania had the same flight numbers, right? Uh, and you go, oh, these correlate. Okay, Trilogy, between West Side, Dynamic Disc, and Latitude, the numbers all correlate. A Compass flies like a 5501, and an Emac Truth flies like a 5502 when you throw them side by side. Right. So. Unfortunately, what we have learned is that Trilogy doesn't throw, doesn't have overstable discs in their lineup, according to the numbers. I didn't say anything. But only according to the numbers. <laughs> we actually brought this up one time, and we were like, what would be the Onyx in the the oh. um, the trilogy, right? And we're just like, in dynamic. It was more dynamic than... than it would anything. be a Raider. And the Raiders don't really fly. That, that's, see, that's the problem. Yeah, right. so here's the thing. This... Dynamic, everything is like a speed higher. So your yeah. trespass is supposed to fly like a wraith. And, and a raider <laughs> is supposed to fly like a destroyer. Right. Right? And their stabilities are, are usually a tick higher too. So a negative one is more like a negative two. Yeah. And a zero right. is more like a negative one. And so I was like, because I looked at their lineup one day and I was like, they only have like one disc in every category, Dynamic does, between distance, fairway, mid-range, and putters. That oh, yeah. show as negative two or flippier, and that's it. And I was like, I know 
know their discs are flippier than this. Like I they, remember throwing a West Side Sorcerer. I threw a West Side Sorcerer, and I was like, "What is happening?" I was right. like, "This is magic. <laughs> what this is doing? This yeah. is not what the numbers like, say. This is not normal." Again, they retooled the numbers. Once they absorbed that company, they retooled everything. The stag yeah, got yeah, different yeah. numbers, all that stuff. So, yes. Mm-hmm. All right, Ethan, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, three, two, one, go. Manufactured in USA. That was a great question. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, Innova? No. Discraft? DGA? Yes. Um, distance driver? No. Fairway driver? No. Mid-range? Yes. Uh, four-speed, five-speed? Four-speed. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Five. Five-speed. Um, breaker? No. Uh, I think that's the four speed. Uh, why do I not know mid ranges that well? Um, ooh, I could say something. Yeah. Uh, see, <laughs> ten the, seconds. The torrent is airway. Ah, okay. Think. And that's time. One more narrowing get or one more narrowing question and a guess. Five speed, mid range, and is it a four series disc? Probably. I don't know their tour series lineup. I I don't buy tour series discs. Do you guys um, not have not have you guys not figured this out yet? I do. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Wait, hang on. Let me let me look. I'll no, no, it's it. fine. It's fine. I got another question. Um, <laughs> okay. Does it start with a Q? Yes. All right. The quake. Yes. It wow, is quake. that was a roller coaster, man. Yep. Bet- between him not being able to just guess a couple, like I thought I gave you guys a cheat code with asking what continent it was on, <laughs> right? And you immediately went straight to direct manufacturers. I was like, all right. Yep. Yeah, I was, I was like, like, yeah, I was like America. So was, for, right, well, for me, because then it's, I don't, I don't, my brain is not working like that. Cause I have never used that yeah. tool. So yeah. like, I will probably use <laughs> that tool in the future. Yes. It's very, it's um, a very good one. But my brain was not ready to use that tool today because, you know, as I had to think when I answered your question, that means I'd have to think too hard as I'm asking the question. Is it made in America? <laughs> I'm just glad that y'all haven't busted out. You're like, Yakun or Yikin discs. Be like, ah. I tr- <laughs> we try to stay outside yeah. of the realm yeah. of like too obscure, usually. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then the most obscure disc I've ever given him was the end of a Skeeter. Right. That's not that obscure. It was too. Think, no. about, think about how many discs a, I had to go through. It's a two speed putter. Right? No. That's a mid-range. Yeah. It's a straight oh, mid-range. <laughs> okay. Think about I guess it. It's, it's always in the putter section of the shop since it's all yeah. alphabetically. That's probably true. It's it's literally, it's like a 5500 or something. Yeah, like that's that. right. No, because that's a Mako. <laughs> yeah. I think I think it's I like a even... negative one something. I thought it was understable. Or a zero one. That's oh, yeah. what it is. No, wait, wait, five, five, negative one, one. Okay. It's a, it's a straight flying mid range with five glide. It's... 
I was getting stuck on the Mako and Mako 3, and I was just like, what else is there? I don't know. Uh, I kept going. I was like, shark, uh, six feet. Well, uh, uh, you why know. do you think when I went to Innova, the first thing I said whenever you were like, Innova, I was like, is it an animal? Because I can eliminate like a third over here, yeah, and a yeah. bird is another third. So yeah. if we just get rid of that, these. Yeah, you, you had great guesses. You is definitely did. Um, well, Johnny is out here getting it. He's got. He got Johnny's got a couple of it, dude. He got he that one disc. right too. I got the Bowie right too. Oh my gosh, he's out here. Um, we out here, chat. So Nathan in chat says, kind of off topic, but personally, mm-hmm. the only gap I really need filled that's not from Lone Star is my uplink and my crave. So obviously, crave is a great disc. Crave is a great disc. It truly is a great, great disc. I found one. I told the guy I had it. He was like, throw it, feed it in for me. I was like, no, because I'm going to fall in love with it, and mm-hmm. I'm just not going to do that. And he's like, I'll be back down in the fall. He lives in Indiana. Oh, man. And yeah. I'm just like, I can't do that. If I lose it, I'll feel bad. So I just Delirious. set it to the side. But I did throw it. Mm, it was good. Oh, yeah. It's it's laser straight. It's laser straight when you throw it. And honestly, the Lariat is the nine-speed version of a Crave. So if you want a Crave that goes even farther, because they go forever. Right. Throw a lariat. Um, the uplink. What are the numbers on the uplink? So the uplink is like a five four zero. No, maybe it's a four speed. As uh, an MVP. Yeah, I it's, got you. it's MVP, second. but it's a very. Uh, it's five pro- five it's... negative three point oh five. Okay. Yeah. So MVP is a little more overstable than their numbers imply until. Well, this is what really yeah. been beaten in. It's so a very out of the box. It's five five negative understable. two. Yeah. It's so then it's a BB6. Resistance. Yeah. So if, on this flight chart, again, thank you, Infinite Discs, for your flight charts and your own rating system because that helps me a lot. Uh, BB6 is going to be close to that, man. 5, 5, negative 3, 0, and it's a negative 2, 1. If you get a BB6 that's lighter, right? a lighter weight BB6, because uh, in the BB6 mold, we're able to manipulate the weight a lot more, right. you can get it all the way down to like 150s. So if you grab like a 160, 165 BB6, it'll do exactly what that disc is doing for you right there. There you go. Ta-da. I like it. There you go. I like that's it. What well, that's what I'm here for. I hate to break yep. up this party, it's but two I have to go to bed. Minutes. Yeah. Because I have work. We wow. are Slappers. so... Right? Hey, no, I mean, I'm down. If yeah, We just kick him <laughs> off. We're fine. Oh my gosh. We can always do this again. Of course. There's always another time. Absolutely. We had so much fun. Um I'm speaking for him, but I already know. So um (laughs) it was it was an awesome interview, an awesome podcast. Uh I'm just trying to end the episode so I can go backwards and clip the chupacabra and post it on Twitter. The I'm telling you the chupacabra. Uh it's money. People have been begging for this disc we actually had uh so swanky disc golf has like fifteen thousand subscribers on youtube yeah. they did a huge video on the armadillo they compared the mad cat against a firebird and a captain's raptor and i was it like was so much more uh, yeah. i was like just wait a month the chupacabra is almost there yep. like you can use the chupacabra and that's the captain raptor killer right yep uh, that's it so that's gonna be it the craptor killer uh, all right well uh before we go anywhere else and, and start to close out the, the podcast, as the social media manager for you guys, give me all of your socials, everything, regardless of whether you're the direct manager of it or not, anything that they can do to get in touch with Lone Star. Yes, I'm the direct manager of all of it currently. So 
You can reach us at Lone Star Disc on Facebook, at Lone Star Disc on Instagram, Lone Star Disc on YouTube. You can also reach out to us on Twitter, at Lone Star Disc. There is no underscores in any of those. You can also email me if you have any questions, josh at lonestardisc.com. And if you have any questions about your order or you have questions about our product, feel free to email info at lonestardiscs.com. That way we can get you guys set up if you have an event you want to sponsor, you're looking for sponsorship information, or if you just want to ask a question about our product. Absolutely. For anybody who's joining in here at the end, you know, got a, a couple of comments about it. Um, the audio version of this will be up probably Thursday morning because it's such a long one. It's going to take us a minute to strip. However, the video version will be available for replay right here on Facebook within the next 10 to 15 minutes. Sometimes it's instant. Sometimes it takes a couple of minutes before it's available. Um, just keep an eye on it. And then it'll also be on YouTube later as well. We don't do a whole lot of interaction on the podcast version of our YouTube yet, but it'll be there. Um, so other than that, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google, um, and then there's a lot of obscure, uh, places that have our, um, yes. audio versions as well. So even Facebook uh, has links to our yes, audio versions. Facebook you can pull directly it. from Facebook. Pod knife, pod bean, pod strip, uh, d- d- pretty much pod. We're there. Absolutely. But, uh, one last thing that, uh, chat has to say, um, just to pester on is or wonder on i don't know new disc or stamp idea the yellow rose of texas think yes. about it and uh yeah maybe Trust next me. time you'll have some kind of something going in the works so johnny pay attention yes my entire list of names of discs and discs that we have yet to make grows every day and it in fact tonight Yes, it did. If you guys check out Lone Star Disc's Twitter, we actually had one of our team members, Gabe Pruitt, make up a mock of him visiting the future all the way to 2026 of all the fake discs names yes. that we're supposed to come out with over the course of the next four years. So The Alaskan Bullworm! Yeah, my favorite one's the brisket sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I'd buy it. Yeah, Heck exactly. yeah. Heck yeah. Actually, it doesn't even, need to be, doesn't even need to be a sandwich. You could just slice a brisket. I don't now know. I'm just hungry. Yeah, and you just, you just need one sliced <laughs> bread. You just need one sliced bread. Cool. We'll do the it's, Rudy's, right? And then the Dickie's barbecue. Well, it's like, literally, it's joints. literally, you can wait. literally have a disc named the sliced bread wait. Wait, wait, and, wait. and make right. it a meme disc. And then literally it. the next one, it's, you can just say everything. It's the best thing since sliced bread. You know oh, what, what, I mean? what, what you really need to so do good. is you just you just go and start like taking all these food items and then yes. tagging other disc names on top of it. <laughs> the mad the mad cats baked beans the texas oh. rangers brisket like oh, oh my that's buttered rolls oh my god he's a genius all right he's a well in, intellectual property <laughs> yeah yeah right here it's safe all right well it has been two hours 37 minutes and oh my god 59 seconds i didn't let it get to 38 so we will see everyone later thank y'all so much for hanging out with us uh huge shout out to lone star discs uh go follow them go buy their discs go throw (laughs) their discs into the cages and the chains and all whatnot whatever you know (laughs) it's all the same they belong we all know yeah we all know you guys already spend too much money on discs you have no excuse not to go at least try one disc from them absolutely and after seeing this interview how could you not want to be in on the movement that lone star is making 
You want to be a part of the next legacy in disc golf. We are the fastest growing brand, so it's time to get on the train while we are leaving the station. That's right. And Meredith in the chat on Facebook has linked it. We will pin it. It shall stay there for the live chat and for the replay. So anyone that is interested, hop over to Facebook, click that link, go give them some love. We we really, really do appreciate all of you and the audio listeners. Thank you so much, and we'll see y'all on the next hole. Peace. Peace. See ya.